This has been Brode, and you're watching Born to be Wild. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, Nate Wolf. Joining me, as always, uh, a couple of my favorite people, Mr. Mike Lowe. How are you doing tonight? Hey, we're doing great. Doing great. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. It's good to see you. Got your koozie there. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Hydra. Shout out to Hydra. Yep. Hydra uh, is uh, out sick tonight, so um, well wishes to him, and hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, but thankfully, subbing for him tonight is my good friend Blue Train, so welcome to the show. It's always good to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, always, always like moonlighting. Besides, <laughs> you need one Canadian to rep, right? That's right. <laughs> representation. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> and uh, and we do have a very special guest with us tonight. Mike, if you would do the honors, please. Oh, yeah. We've got a special guest tonight. Um, for those who may not know, uh, the guest tonight, Master of Murlocs, uh, Dominate <laughs> THL, good buddy of mine. Please welcome Nine Eyebrows. What's up, homie? Whoop, whoop. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll Thanks. get my impression later. That was, that was that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, I've got a good one. Nice. I hear it enough, so I'll get, I'll get ready. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Oh, yeah. Rank one thank buddy. you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. The timing is impeccable. I saw you were chatting... Um, Earlier today, I saw you come in at Rank One Legend. What is it? Super late last night, or or early in the morning, uh, on the first. So yeah, I guess it would be late night because uh, I was up for most of the day. It was about five a.m. my time, so like five hours after the reset, I got it with the Any Fin Paladin. Which which we just so happen to be talking about tonight. What a coincidence! What a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> Master we, of the Marlocks. Yeah, I'm we, checking the leaderboards right now. You're ranked two. Awesome. Yeah, I was playing basically up until the show started. Um, I'm five and one on two right now. Okay, damn. So hopefully we can reach that again, but we'll see. Hey, that's a milestone. That's a milestone. So that's super cool. I um, we we were chatting about this right before we we came on the air. Um, I think those of us who live on the West Coast have a little bit of an advantage because the ladder resets at midnight our time. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I think, I don't know, most of us are kind of night owls, but, um, and so staying up until midnight playing for a few hours, like not a problem. And I feel so bad for you guys on the East coast that it's three in the morning. Oh, uh, that's rough, man. man. It's rough. Yeah. Especially the next day. I mean, I, on, uh, what was it? Thursday night, Wednesday night. Right. Um, at, at midnight, the ladder resets, um, I stayed up until about two thirty, and I had to work the next day with meetings and stuff all day long. And man, it was not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, but it's been fun because we've got this kind of friendly competition going, and then 
we started something in the discord also with like a little friendly competition. They used to have something like that in the, uh, in the dad legend discord. And also, uh, back in the day in the Velen's chosen discords, same, same type of thing. And so I know, um, was it last night? Uh, uh, kind of our, our, our little brother, big brother podcast, uh, the Hearthstoneers. um, Gold Daniel it was there. She was seen as the new co-host and blue train was their guest. And, uh, I know after the show, um, oh, Shia. Shia and, and gold Daniel were racing to legend. Of course they both hit it already. Um, yeah. <laughs> and me and Mike were like, Hey, we should do that too. And I think I'm sitting at a diamond five right now. Um, yeah, and, uh, it's Slid back. ladders rough right now. It is really rough. rough. Yo, as the guy who's the worst player here, let me get in real quick for you guys go. Um, yeah, cruised all the way with uh, Q Block. As soon as I get up there, you know, a diamond five, four, three, uh, I started getting beat up by like these really fast aggro druid decks. And this isn't me complaining because I don't complain. Play card games forever, but just so happens that every druid opponent seemed to have a board with six four fours by turn three. So I yep. just wasn't able to climb past that. So at the moment. I'll take it. I'm, you know, day two, ten star bonus. A lot of players don't get that. I'm told, so I appreciate where I'm at. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna save my thoughts for the whole ladder and MMR system later. But one thing that I that I wanted to just point out that might make you feel slightly better, Mike, is that apparently a lot of people got busted down this month. A lot of folks who had eleven stars got busted down to ten. And oh. and that's on account of speculation because transparency doesn't exist. <laughs> there were far fewer legends <laughs> this month than the month previous. And there, so there were there were I think there was a big was drop, right? Like almost what, like thirty percent in standard, right? And there was a big drop. I thought I saw wild. It was a little less. I thought I took a screenshot somewhere. I think. Hearthstone decks, Neon Sight kind of tries to, they don't have official numbers, but they kind of anecdotally keep track of it. And it was a pretty significant drop. And they're not saying that's why people got busted down. Um, we're left to speculate. So more on that later. Uh, but a uh, lot, of, lot of thoughts there. So I don't know if that makes you feel better, Mike, or worse. But uh, a lot of, lot of people are, are doing the 10-star grind. And uh, yeah. it's a lot more games to get there, uh, definitely. Uh, it, 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 it makes me feel better. <laughs> no, that's that's true. It's absolutely true. Um, okay, uh, let me. I want to see if I can post this up here real quick. This is gonna goof me up hey, real um, quick. But we can we can chat about it. If uh, well, sorry. What, go go for it, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's, it's my fault. Uh, for everyone who listens to the show, I always get everyone um, sidetracked. So let me get back to our special guest tonight. Uh, <laughs> nine, nine eyebrows. Uh, for those who may not know you, um, talk to the crowd. Let everybody know who you are, where you come from, how you got into the game, and then uh, how you got your username. Okay. Um, I'll go in any order because I can't remember the order you did. But uh, I'm <laughs> from Arizona. I'll start there. Uh, I'm like 20, I think. Yeah, I'll be 21 soon. Uh, crazy. But um, I've played Hearthstone since I was... It would be 13 years old because I started playing in the November of 2013 in the beta. Um, And I've been playing pretty consistently since then. Um, 
Let's so like you, you had a computer at thirteen. Yeah. Okay, I'm asking that's somebody who did it, so I'm just fascinated. Yeah, so no, I was. Um, I, I'd consider myself very significantly raised by the internet. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Like obviously, <laughs> you know, shout out to my family, love my family, but like I did spend a lot of time on my computer growing up, okay. um, just because I you know, was what I did. Um, when I my first competitive game was Smite um, when I was twelve. I played a lot of Smite um, on PC because it wasn't on anything else. It was when it was in beta. Um, I was pretty good at that game. There was no like actual way of gauging skill in beta because they didn't show MMR. Classic. And there wasn't <laughs> any actual like uh, bronze through diamond system at the time. But I was getting consistently good lobbies and ranks. So I was playing Smite a lot. That game is really frustrating. So I quit and started playing Hearthstone instead. Um, which was an interesting transition to make. Um, but, I don't know, something about the game just hooked me early, early on. Um, funny, I remember the f- when I first started playing when I was, like, 13, I disenchanted the first two legendaries I got because I found out how you could get old Murkai, and I wanted the <laughs> Murloc. And this is so funny that this is where I am now. But, like, when I was 13, I was like, Sylvanas, Ysera, get him out of here. Give me, give me the war leaders. I just made two war leaders and got Murkai. Um, master, master of the Murloc. <laughs> but um, I'll go username next. My username comes from League of Legends. Uh, I started watching... I play League and I watch it mostly, though. Um, I was watching Worlds. It would be about seven years ago now. I was watching Season 3 Worlds. Um, and there was the Russian team Gambit Gaming. And um, they were like a dark horse in their group. Um, and they were supposed to, they made it to quarterfinals and they were supposed to, they were supposed to win the tournament as like an underdog kind of thing. They were like really hyped up and basically whatever they would play, um, chat would spam five men, nine eyebrows, one dream because the 80 carry for the team just had a massive unibrow, <laughs> just a huge unibrow. Um, so I took the, the copy pasta, the five men, nine eyebrows, and I put that as my league name and then battle.net. Uh, you have to be a little shorter. So I just took it to the nine eyebrows. That's that's and, a good story. That's uh, a good story. I like that. Yeah, it's a... Uh, wow. I've got... <laughs> my old name before that was Grunt Confetti, which is like in you know in Halo and with the skull on, when you shoot the grunts in the head, the confetti pops out. So that was my old, old username. I never played Halo. Uh, that, was, see, that was like my gateway game, because I played that with my like... I remember playing that with my cousins, my dad, my brother, sister, from, like, ages I probably shouldn't have been playing Halo. Uh, Young ages to be playing that kind of game, but got me into this stuff, so. Hey, well, we're happy to have you. I mean. Yeah. So what is it about Murlocs that you like? Um, It's a unique language. Yeah, so, yeah, the language is something else, but, uh. They're like the Sims of Hearthstone in the way they talk. It's just like unreal yeah. the things that come out of their mouths. But um, the Anyfin deck specifically, because um, I was I played like 250 games of the aggro version of uh, Tip the Scales Murloc Paladin, and that deck is bad. I will say I think that deck's bad. Uh, it's like way too high roll dependent, um, but. The Anyfin deck, I love it so much because it is, like, if you get the perfect board of the seven Murlocs, it's 30 damage. It's perfect. It just makes sense, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's just like the the perfect lethal. Turn turn four you play or turn three you coin prismatic. Turn four you just tip the scales for thirty. It's just an art. It uh, was always I don't know the classic any fin deck was always one of my favorites. It was more control heavy. With um, yeah. it was running Finja, and it was the like the only Murlocs. It was the two uh, the war leaders and the um, the bluegills and. Murkai. Old Murkai. I think that was it, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. there were any oracles back then because of the Finja. But, right, yeah. that's correct. That's correct. But I, there's a, I've, I've definitely got a, a place in my heart for them. I think I was running it way back before the Call to Arms nerf because you could pull a couple with that too. Um, good times. Good times. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that was cool. Um, when THL did a wild open tournament before they f- did their first like series for it, um, I think it would have been like, I don't know. My my time frame in my head is so bad. I think it was like this summer, but like this year has been so weird that I just can't pinpoint that. Um, and I played an aggro version of Anyfin. It was like the same concept of prismatic lensing, either the tip or the Anyfin, but I ran like um, the pirate package. Okay. Instead oh, of like yeah. the control package. Um, and I ended up winning that tournament with that deck. Nice. Oh yeah. Uh, and that was cool. I love that right. deck. That deck I ripped from some uh some somebody on Twitter, like long time ago. <laughs> I can't I could not remember the name. If I did I would credit them because It's your deck now. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> That's how it works. You we know the we know the requirements. You only have to change one card. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh nice. Change one card, change the Perfect. Deck name. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Very cool. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, question. As a Murloc master, have you played High Priest out was it Abyss? With um like any spell like first day of school? It's and then it, it pulls out tip to scales and summons a bunch of Murlocs. It's in that deck. So you right? run yeah, you run Wandmaker with it. Uh Wandmaker is the only way to really generate spells without running spells that block the prismatic. Okay. Um, in the aggro version, you can run anything too, or not anything. Hydrologist, um, for, oh. to get secrets to proc it. Yeah. Um, but because you don't want the bad Murlocs in your pool with the anything version, you have to run. Uh, you run two one makers. It came. It happened to me one day on ladder, and it hit me for lethal, and I was not even mad. I just <laughs> throw my lip, give a thumbs up, and I was like, "That was pretty sick." Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Four, yeah, turn four lethal, but that was pretty cool. Well, the way I got this deck was basically exactly that. Um, I was playing the aggro version, like I said, and um, I queued into... I saw them in chat. Uh, the user Maxibon. I don't know if I said that right, but I hope I did. Uh, one, two, three, four. I queued into them on ladder, and they were playing the Anyfin version. Uh, this was in the Dark Flare meta before that got nerfed. Oh. Um, they were playing the Anyfin version that was super tech versus it, and it smashed me, because I was playing a lot of the Dark Flare then. Um... And uh, they added, or no, I was playing the aggro Murloc. And they added me, and they're like, you're playing aggro? I was like, yeah, you playing any fin? They're like, yeah, and we traded lists. Oh, and nice. I think the any fin is a lot better. Oh, uh, that is awesome. I think the any fin is really, really, really good. It's definitely very explosive, right? So, I mean, we can, we'll talk about the deck a little bit later. I, I guess I probably yeah. shouldn't get too, too much into it now. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I, I mean, I like it because you've got, like, the big punch in the beginning. If you can pull a... Uh, prismatic uh, into tip the scale, so you've got an, an end game with any fin. 
So it's pretty. Or versatile. you just have you can make the end game on turn four just with <laughs> Nosferatu. That card's insane. So what type of decks do you prefer playing? I mean, you you like combo, you like aggro, you like you know a bit of everything. I'm trying to think. Um, I know my two favorite decks. Um, the end of I don't know what expansion it would have been or what year it was, but it was when Q Block was in standard, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the Togwoggledrid from that. Uh, like, expansion set rotation thing. Um, with, like, the Oaken... Just the big armor package. Uh, UI, Tog, Azelina, that... Not the Aviana version, basically. Um, okay. The one with Twig. That was my old favorite deck, and then I played Anyfin for a really long time in Wild. That became my favorite deck. So those are probably my two favorite decks, so I guess it would be combo. Um, okay. In standard, I guess I play more aggro. Um... Uh, get the matches over faster <laughs> yeah so i can go back to play wild um fast and standard is relative of course yeah yeah, yeah. i mean my average match time from today with the wild paladin list is like five minutes i think the games are so fast fast is good Crazy. sometimes though i don't know yeah i i like that um so so uh, let me let me ask you a little bit. You had mentioned THL. So you're playing? Are you playing on the Wild and and Standard THL? Yeah, I'm on the Wild series with the team uh, Caverns Below, um, with uh, oh, okay. my captain Diamond, and then Two's Cherub, G Kick, and Number Theory are on my team. Um, oh, shout out to team. all. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun roster. We're having yeah, a good shout, time. Shout out to Diamond. Good people. Um, and then uh, for standard, uh, I'm only playing hero in standard. I'm on the wild aces with uh, Bill, Lord Zio, uh, C Mac, and Twos. You guys got WTY Bill? Uh, Bill Snyder. I know, I'm messing around. I'm messing around. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> that went over me. Um, I, uh, but yeah, those are like the people I sort of talk to most. Shout out to all of them. Uh, they're kind of Diamond was the one who got me into THL. Well, Skittles did, um, but Diamond picked me up on the first team that I played for. Hey, that's um, awesome. So, I mean that that was uh, THL is great. It's it's gives something really good to look forward to every week. You know, yo, it's like I, di- and it keeps you on schedule. Yeah, really Diamond's nice. a beast. Uh, last season, I got runner 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 up MVP, but uh, Diamond captained four teams. If I'm mm-hmm. holy cow, like yeah. Yeah, Diamond, prop, yo, shout out to Diamond, man. THL, that's <laughs> that's that's a grind. So four teams right there, captain and four teams, props. Yeah, he does. He puts in work for us, and he does a really good job of managing the uh, teams. I think too. Um, mm-hmm. Like he he helps with discussion, and um, he was even he reminded me to submit for hero, and he's not even my captain in hero. Like he, you know, he's just nice guy, oh, very no, nice no. guy. Hey, that's yeah. cool. Good people. That's awesome for sure. <laughs> Um, well, uh, we got lots and lots of news to talk about. So you guys have any, any other questions, uh, for nine before we, we should focus a little bit. No, but, uh, just a comment, uh, as, as we're recording this live right now, concerned mom is piloting, uh, nine eyebrows deck. Um, I don't know if it's exactly the same list there might, he might be tinkering with it, but, uh, uh, mom's pretty big influence out there uh for those who okay. are uh, still of the turtle mage faithful so uh <laughs> i think that we're going to be seeing between uh 
migration. Between talking about the deck here on Born to Be Wild and, 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 and Mom picking it up, I have a feeling that you're all going to be seeing this deck a little bit more on ladder. Uh, oh, good. And, then you uh, can tell us how to beat it, too, then. <laughs> um, I, okay, gonna, so I, I have it figured out, but I don't know if I can release those secrets yet. Uh, that's fine. Let's talk about oh. the deck a little bit later anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I will talk about that stuff later. <laughs> yeah, later, later, later. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, cool. Well, let's um, before we, we get into the meat of the show, I do want to say um, a, a quick thank you to our patrons, especially Shokunin and Pug Ugly, who are the executive producers of our show. Thank you so very much for supporting us financially. Uh, it, it, it's a big help, uh, especially uh, keeps keeps the lights on. Um, as far as the website fees go, and we're working on a couple new designs right now. We got to pay designers to do that stuff. So uh, I am excited, though. We're kind of behind the scenes working on some designs for a couple new T-shirts. Uh, that oh, yeah. um, I got to talk about it with the crew before I talk about it with everybody else. But it's some some cool things in the works. So that's exciting. Uh, so Shakun and Pug Ugly, thank you so much. Adam W, thank you so so much. Um, if anybody's interested in supporting the show, there's a couple, a couple ways you can do it. One is financially. If you go to patreon.com slash born to be wild HS or go to our website, which is uh, born to be wild HS.com. Um, you know, even a dollar is, is very helpful. I, I don't want anyone to feel obligated. If, if you're looking to support the show in, in non-financial ways, uh, you could leave, um, an iTunes review or a review on any of the other podcast apps or, um, uh, the other way would just be to, yeah, yeah, I know. We'll talk about that in two seconds too. Uh, that'd be a great place. Uh, no, no, it's good. Um, and the other thing is that we've got a very active discord and just having the community participation is super awesome. So if you're interested in joining other members of the wild community in, uh, discussion in deck building in racing to, to legend or to, uh, whatever your goal is, uh, jokes, memes, um, Whatever it is, uh, we've got a really active Discord. So if you go to our website, again, it's borntobewildhs.com. There's a, a link there to to the Discord, and it's been an absolute blast. Uh, met a lot of good friends through that, and and um, be a, a fun thing to do if you want to support the show. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So thank you very much to our supporters. Um, and then before we get into the news, generally, uh, Hydra would do this, but he's not here. So, uh, I wanted to ask you all a little bit, you know, just how, how was this past week for you guys? Uh, I'll start out with blue train. How, how was your week? How are you doing? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's been <laughs> it's... tough. I'm, I'm off work presently for some, some health concerns. Uh, I guess the advantage is that I have a little bit of extra time to, to grind ladder. Although ladder has been brutal. I uh, started my grind on EU and kind of flopped around on some different decks and settled on Kingsbane. It's not the best deck to ladder with, but I really enjoy it. Uh, and I think that was important to kind of help me through just the variants that we're seeing on ladder with such a wide variety of decks. So mm-hmm. I was able to, to, pull into legend with that 11 star bonus uh on eu i think my final record was uh 50 53 or 54 percent which is pretty good considering last season i did it with 42 which felt really bad um <laughs> but uh <laughs> kingsbane was about 60 uh, a little bit a little bit less than 60 it would have been over 60 but on my final boss you get two final bosses on 11 stars if you if you have the stars full i totally misplayed I had lethal the following turn, 
against an aggro druid, but I played my raiding party before I broke my bane. And oh. I, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, that game didn't didn't end up going so well, so I, I, I deservedly lost it and then picked it up the next one. So so yeah, uh some Kingsbane. I, I made a commitment to a few different players that I would get legend with something that wasn't big shaman. Kingsbane was a bit of a cop out because I've had success with it in the past, but I, I guess technically it was true to the letter of my word. Um, <laughs> I wanted to do it with Discard Warlock, and I, I really got frustrated. I think I might try it on NA this weekend because I'm starting to see Galaka Crawler everywhere, and well, pirates don't like Galaka Crawler, right? So uh, yeah, entered in at thirty uh, uh, something. I'm probably decayed by by many ranks by now, but uh, yeah. King Kingsbane, good times. Very cool. We were playing a little bit earlier today, and uh, it feels a little bit rock paper scissors. But I'm trying to learn it. I, I'm kind of in that same boat with you, where I always like I want to return to um, playing some kind of warlock deck, especially the Q block is my favorite, and and so I always fall back on that and trying to not do that. I'm I'm about a hundred wins away from my one K rogue, and so I'm trying to jam Kingsbane, and uh, it's super get, fun. Get a, it's but a bit I, of a wider field, right? You know, I, I understand. It's hard That's sometimes. I mean, anyways, not winning it feels bad. Uh, winning feels good. So when you find something true, that works, yeah. I I will say there is something to quick games, like if. Uh, t- typically the Q block games would go fairly long. I mean, it's kind of a mid rangey deck with some combo potential, depending on what, what version you're running. Um, mm. and with the King's Bane, it's like, Hey, you, you win or you lose by like turn turn five, turn six, right around there. And so there was a couple games we were playing earlier and it's like, you know, they drop a, a giant taunt, two giant taunts. It's just bottom right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, it gets frustrating for sure, but at least um, they're fast. So, anyways, uh, Mike, Mike, how you been this week? Oh, I've been doing great. So, um, after we did our uh, co-op the other night when I streamed, we mm-hmm. had Legend. Uh, obviously, we got a new month here. That was fun, so, by the way. Yeah, that was great. Me, you, who's it? Labor and uh, Duo Cat. Duo Cat fell when, asleep. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we're streaming. We're all talking and hanging out, uh, strategizing and stuff. And I'm like, you know, joking, kiki, ha ha, you know, right, Duo Cat, right? Isn't that funny? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yo, where'd he go? He passed out. Oh, that was fun, though. It was good times. Yeah. Well, it was all good. So, um, yeah, we were turning the corner around, what, rank two. And Nate's like, all right, Mike, you need to wrap this up so I can go to bed. You know, so we just we, we kicked it into high gear and we we ran the table. We went like what ten and one. It was ten and one to legend. legend, yeah. Yeah, flew into legend. So the new month has turned, and uh, I tried. I got up at you know the new month, three in the morning East Coast, and from three to five I climbed to diamond five. But ever since then, I just kind of been uh, sliding, you know, back and forth. But uh. It's all good. Um, been losing to a lot of aggro druid, so just taking losses as they come. You know, I blame I, I Blue kinda... Train for that, by the way. Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> I'm getting punished by aggro druid too. So I, 
I I'm I'm reaping what I sowed, or helped helped to sow. It's I was good. Cruising, I was cruising with the uh, Gold Daniels uh, Q block. Yo, that Vectus. Yo, Vectus is sweet, man. Mm-hmm. So, so there 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 will be times where you know I'm being rushed down and pressured, and like I need like slam down Vectus, and then one of the dragons will actually be Mistress of Mixtures, and then I found myself where this sounds crazy. But like, I cubed that that dragon to get the four health, and then I play another mistress, and then cube that mistress, and then pop the cube, and then just gain so much life. Like, there's so many ways <clears throat> that deck can like win, and then stabilize if you get down. Like, shout out to Gold Daniel for making that deck. It's it's pretty sick. The uh, Vectus cube block. Are you? Uh, right I, s- I saw he changed yeah. it to pull out the birds, and add um, Dirty Rat. Did you switch, or are you still with the original version? Yeah, I did switch. I haven't come across the Dirty Rat yet. Um, my 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 client only gives me certain cards at a certain time, you know, so I, I can't pull off the cool combos like everybody else. I only get certain plays. But um, I would like to play the Dirty Rat. But yeah, that list is just awesome. Um, I'm going to climb some more with it after we get off tonight. There's some fun potential there. I ended up crafting a Gold Vectus earlier today. Um I, I like oh, it. Did. I did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> gold is sick. Nice. So the, the death rattles are, are the like little one ones are gold too? Yep. Yep. Oh, they're, that's crazy. they're beautiful. So, so there's, there's yeah. definitely some synergy there because you've got Mistress of Mixtures. You've got the Void Caller. You've got the Void Lord. You've got uh, – it only whiffs if you – depending on what you pull, but um, it whiffs if you get a cube. It'll whiff if you get um, – uh, uh, Terran Gorfiend. I I saw him running Terran Gorfiend, and it'll whiff if you get that too. But uh, oh my goodness, it, but, I forgot about that card. But yeah. if you're running, I think his version it's so greedy. But uh, he's yeah. running Kenrithad also. Do you run brooms? If you know, yeah, he does. He does. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say Terran with brooms is so oh, yeah. cool. I, I it's so good. Say, Mike, do you have that? Can you share the list in the chat, and we'll put it in the show notes too? Yeah, I got that. No problem. Um, um, yeah, j- just to finish off my, my weak part, uh, the the Terran uh the third cube that that card is so sick. Like when you play Void Caller, um, I learned this from from you, Nate, the other night, and I, I mastered it with Daniel Gold Daniel's deck. People will just leave it because they don't want to see what comes out of it. <laughs> so then, like, you can also play like a Mistress of Mixtures. And then slam down the Gorfine, pull out whatever gigantic demon is in your hand, plus get some health back, and then slam down the broomsticks. And then now you got a, a Void Lord riding a broomstick attacking your opponent's minions. It's, it's awesome, dude. Like, <laughs> It's great, man. I love yeah, this deck. Yeah, it, it's taken me a minute to get used to because it's different than what I normally play. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. The only reason I'm not running it is because I'm trying to, trying to wrap up this uh 1k rogue but but uh oh man the other thing is it it ruined my all gold deck because i don't have (laughs) i have the whole deck in gold except the uh the terran gore fiend (laughs) and like i'm short by 300 dust so that's a really uh, high value gold though right because you like all the things that it would spawn would be gold too it's true. Oh, it's true. So that's and like really. That's a value dust. Well, and okay, I, okay. I've seen a lot of Kingsbane on ladder so far, um, and there was a turn. You know, I mean, 
you can play the deck super greedy or you can you can uh try to get more value out of it and i was seeing so much aggro that somebody had popped one of my uh void daddies and i had these three one threes with taunt and i played the gore uh, the terran gore fiend uh to eat him and then popped the terran to get bigger you know little taunts and uh they just conceded it was awesome so <laughs> yeah i mean there's a there's there's definitely it's fun it's super fun so mm-hmm. anyways i love i love that deck we i could play it all day it's so fun yeah i'm gonna stop talking because i'll honestly keep talking it's not I'll finish that up. <laughs> well i think <laughs> one one thing that like <laughs> we started we started talking about it over the past week and then so i, I the days all run together right now this has been a strange year but um over the over the past week or so we um have been spending a lot of time in the discord we did a a night where we played a bunch of battlegrounds with uh folks from the discord and that was really fun and then we did um some co-op uh with mike mike playing and labore and me and duo cat and i think there was a couple other people that jumped in for a little bit just to hang out and that was super fun so i think we're going to try to keep doing some of that stuff um I love doing the the co-ops and so if anyone in the Discord wants to reach out or whatever and, and do some co-op stuff, whether it's us playing or you playing or whatever, like I'm 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 interested in that. Yeah, so. man. It, it was cool to just be chilling on stream with people in voice because like after a while I forgot I was streaming. Like it was awesome. <laughs> Chatting, doing like the co-op games definitely helps with my um it it helps with any sort of like like ladder anxiety for me personally it also helps just like pass the time because i've got a bad habit of either playing too fast or um having like divided attention where i'll be wanting to watch uh, like netflix or listen to an audiobook or or something while i'm laddering and then honestly it's a bad idea oh i get that i i I know it's a bad idea i still want to do it anyways but anyways um so uh nine how was your week what have you been up to um Aside from it's yeah, I was gonna legend. say outside of the last like <laughs> two or three days, um, it's been uneventful. Uh, like obviously outside the last two days, um, but like leading up to that, I was basically just like playing a ton of TFT, um, because I was kind of like waiting for the new season of Hearthstone, um, to start because I just didn't want to keep pushing with old decks that I was playing, and I didn't really have anything super fun that I wanted to play. Um, and the season reset, and I just started jamming that aggro paladin, and then uh, messed with the any fin and started playing that a ton. Um, but I mean, because of the last like two days, my week's been great. Um, I've hitting one was really big. I've gotten two before. I've gotten four before, um, but I've never gotten one. So that's that was a nice way to end the week. Um, and then the world for League of Legends starts tonight, so that's another huge thing for the. The week going well. Nice. I've nice. got that to look forward to every day, uh, every weekend for a bit. So, yeah, I mean, all things considered in this world right now, can't complain too much. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, same boat for me. I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful that it's Friday night. It's been a long week for me um, work-wise. And so it's uh, it's nice to, to finally be able to kind of relax and stuff and um, – I don't know. I, I agree with you. It was, it was kind of an uneventful week. Um, but, but honestly, like sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. So, it's, it's, um, slower weeks where nothing happens this year has been better because stuff happening is generally just like, Oh, whoa. So, um, 
you know, I, I appreciate the slower ones when they have them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't really have anything to report aside from, uh, playing more Hearthstone than I probably should and crafting more gold cards than I probably should. And, um, that's about, it. I've been playing a lot of Warcraft three, uh, reforged. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Ever since we had the last uh, lore episode with Goliath, I've been really like jonesing to play it, and so I started playing it, recording it for YouTube, and it's been an absolute blast. And so that's probably what I'll be doing this weekend. I still haven't played the um, Jaina solo content yet, so I need to jam through that too. But, anyways, good times, good times. So, all right, well, um, I think I'm gonna jump into the the news because we've got quite a bit this week. Um, I almost didn't. I almost missed a couple things because there was so much of it. So let's kind of jump into it here. Um, before, oops, I just turned off the wrong thing. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um, before we get into like the news, news, uh, Wildcard, um, Wildcard, who runs our merch shop, uh, they're running a special. Uh, for the next week or so, I'm not I'm not quite sure what the end date is yet. But if anybody's interested in Born to Be Wild merch, they're having a 10% off the entire store. So that's our stuff, but it's also anything that Spangle sells. So if um, right. you go to our website and click on the merch button, um, it's off the entire order, and you can use it multiple orders or whatever. But uh, if you put in code BTBW Born to Be Wild BTBW, uh, you get 10% off the entire order. <laughs> So that's cool. Little shameless plug, uh, but nice. I thought I'd throw it out there because uh, this is the first time we've we've done one of these sales, and um, I'm very grateful that they uh, um, let us uh, participate in their uh, store wide sale. So super cool. I like that. I'm gonna need to grab this image so I can put it on Instagram. Oh yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you for sure. I've got it, it like gigantic. Beautiful. So thanks. I like that Reno face. Reno's excited to grab some merch. <laughs> that's <Get> right. <laughs> Merch. <laughs> we were gonna be rich oh god um i the image was fun to make i i've i like doing photoshop it's fun uh so in other news we have uh so there's a brand new website called warcraft radio it was put together by roe who previously did um realm maintenance and essentially what it is is a collection of all of the different Blizzard podcasts. So Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, um, all of that stuff. And so if you go to warcraftradio.com, and then if you click on the directory button, you can sort it by show. So I can say I want Hearthstone, or I can say I want Starcraft, or whatever, and it'll sort all the shows. And so ours is listed under there, which is super cool. So big shout-out to Ro. We, we appreciate... Um, being included it's super neat and uh if you're looking for other shows you can go there um they do have a feature where you can review shows and uh, we have a couple on there um i think mike did a shameless plug which was really good actually uh and esheep uh gave us one too but if anyone is interested in doing that um but uh, i highly recommend it it's warcraftradio.com it's a very cool like hub if you're looking for uh, other podcasts as well so there's that um, let's see up next. Uh, there was an issue 
it was just identified and uh, a handful of people I think were happy that they weren't losing their minds with this new update. Uh, for, for this most recent patch for Hearthstone, there was an issue that was causing over, <laughs> overheating in iPhones. <laughs> Look at the graphic, <laughs> right? <laughs> I pulled oh, it from no joke. Yeah, this was crazy. Uh... Um, it, for for iPhones, it was this this new patch for whatever happened was killing the battery super quick and like superheating the phone. Um, it was all mobile. It affected Android and tablet as well. Okay, okay. Wow. I saw so, earlier today they they put out a hot fix for it. Uh, I was crawling the forums for it, and they put out a hot fix. I don't know if it's out yet or not, but I read about it. So it's out on iOS. It's out on on iOS. I don't know about Android, but yeah, I turned my iPad into a hot plate. It was ridiculous. It was unplayable. Yo, so, like this time last year, when I was like technically mobile, Mike, yeah, doing everything by phones, I'd play Hearthstone on every device you could think of. So it only like burned my hand. When it came to the iPhone, um, I don't have it near me, but I had to have like something in between like the back part of the iPhone and then my hand. And then I also had that charger plugged in because it would just drain the battery. I have a uh, Motorola G7 power. The phone is designed to have a bigger battery life. So I started streaming on that before I got the PC. And oh, it, would nice. still get hot. it would still get hot then, but it's crazy to hear um, whatever was in this patch you guys are saying made the phones hot like yep. hopefully like no way nobody got hurt like because i remember that feeling man like this time last year like last fall playing hearthstone on my phone just hanging out listening to podcasts watching twitch on my other phone but like my hand was like on fire I'm, like why is my palm like bright pink this is crazy dude like hopefully they, they get that fixed because that stuff hurts that can't be good for the devices either right uh no. sapping the battery like oh, there's no. no way that's good that's, that's no. not a it's not a good uh, event you want to happen with an update. That's bad. I will have to give them credit um, f- for all the for all the issues. They've been very receptive to feedback and fixing things relatively quickly. So, I mean, it's good, I suppose. Uh, not not that an error happened, but that like, hey, they identified it, they fixed it. That's cool. Uh, and also, yeah. big, big shout out to Imic um, uh, is has been sharing all of the news in our discord. So it's made our jobs a lot easier when it comes time to, to find this stuff and share it with everybody else. Um, we don't have to look as hard and I appreciate that. So, yeah, so do I also, Ready? you know, he, Mick will get his images shared by the biggest wild streamers too. I saw that on Twitter. It's pretty cool. We all steal them because they're the best. So <laughs> I've got them <laughs> upcoming for the nerfs too. So yeah. Shout out to Mick. In uh, in Hearthstone news, um, they just announced a new event that's already happening. A uh, three-week event called the Masquerade Ball. Uh, it, it, I, I really like the idea thematically. Uh, the trailer for it was really good. And the idea is that, hey, this is Skull and Mance Academy and we're having a Masquerade Ball. And, so, and it's Halloween. And so this is, uh, what do they call it, Hollow's End, where for the next three weeks, we've got a dual class arena. Um, there is, uh, there was just an update to battlegrounds for those folks who play it. We're all filthy casuals. Uh, we really suck, but it's a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) but there's elementals now in battlegrounds and then they've been doing like Halloween themed tavern brawls the next few weeks. So we get to see our, our dual class heroes though, which is really fun. Um, Jaina and a witch hat. That's right. That's right. She's back. 
and Valir with cat ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. This is cool. I, I liked the, the, uh, uh, the, the, what do they call it? The little trailer or whatever they threw together, the video for it. Uh, it's got Kel'Thuzad and his mask for his masquerade yeah. is his lich uh, face, which I thought was, was pretty funny. So that was cool. Oh, yeah. Cowboy Rexar. <laughs> that's the best. That's right. That's Cowboy right. Rexar. Yeah. yeah. You got the little star, little sheriff. Little... Coming from Arizona, I have to say that the Cowboy is the best. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I liked that's it right. too. It is pretty tight. Crazy. Yeah. They nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, if you look in the background, there's Rattlegore uh, wearing a pumpkin for his head. It's pretty funny. So, that's that's funny. perfect. I don't have the art. I don't have the artwork up here, but uh, but I I've, I we could put share it in the Discord. It's pretty cool. Uh, so with this event, there's a couple. There's like they just dropped so many things all at the same time. Um, so I mean, we don't really touch on battlegrounds here. We don't really touch on arena here. Uh, but, uh, there's other stuff coming out. So, um, as far as news goes, there's three upcoming legendary quests. So one we just had a couple days ago, so September 29th, uh, and, and you do these legendary quests and they reward you with three packs. So it's a Skullamance pack, uh, a year of the dragon pack, and then another pack, uh, from a different uh, set. And so, uh, September 29th, you got, uh, three packs by playing, um, at least one game of dual class arena, uh, upcoming next week, October 6th, there will be a legendary quest that you will get three packs for playing 50 cards. And then they're releasing the next book of heroes for Rexar. And then, so in about two weeks, October the 13th, three more packs, for defeating Leorox in the uh, Rexar Book of Heroes. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, free packs. Free packs are good. So we can open our free packs and disenchant everything to craft gold cards. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Oh, God. Uh, the other thing that's coming up soon, finally, we get the opportunity to get a gold transfer student. Now, the funny thing about this is that um, they haven't released how to do this yet. They've been a little bit vague about it. So um, when they when they shared this picture, they said so, it was something to the effect of, hey, you have to um, at least play uh, the Rexar Book of Heroes. You've got to do a match in Battlegrounds. You've got to do a match in Arena. But then there was something else in there about having to play on the play Hearthstone with the various game boards and they were really vague about it. So Ben Hearthstone, I think had, had asked them specifically, like, can you tell us actually how to get this and um, investigate it, Ben, right? Get him. You Love know what? Fan. He, uh, he, he's the best fan. Well, I think it's large. He's largely to thank for, um, the uh, unique voice lines coming for the for the alternate hero art. Uh, it's Lord to Ben. I know, but I truly think he is because um, you know the devs and stuff are on Twitter, and he's say he's got I don't know a thousand or whatever the number is on Twitter, but he mm-hmm. runs this Instagram page. It's got like ten times oh, that Hearth- amount of people. Yeah, yeah, Hearth Chair. Hearth Chair. Oh yeah. And it's it was ten thousand people or fifteen thousand people or some absurd number like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think there's definitely some some reach there. 
And then he put up a little poll, like, hey, who wants uh, alternate voice lines for these alternate art heroes? And, like, everybody said yes. So, um, anyways, free, (laughs) but free stuff, right? Free stuff is good. So, uh, free um, golden transfer students. I sincerely doubt that you'll be able to disenchant them. But I was going to ask that. Is that known yet? Or I, I assume no, but... Uh, I don't think so. The, the, the reason I think the answer, I'm just speculating. They think the reason yeah. the answer is no is because in the past when we've got other gold, golden, uh, it's because the transfer student itself is, is not craftable. Um, it was kind of like when we all got, um, Sathravar and we all got, um, what's that card's name? The, uh, it's like gives you a random deck. Well, there's two. Gold, was, it, was it Zale or was Zale? It, yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't everyone get a gold Zale? You can disenchant that. I never. I don't think, tr- you, I don't think you can, but I don't know. Can. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can. Wait, Whizbang? Not Whizbang, because no. that one was in oh. packs. There was one that they gave out to everyone for free. Zale. Yeah, you can't disenchant it. And Actually, yeah, Zale too. Yeah. Someone what? Someone got a a golden zail for a twelve win on a heroic brawl, and they couldn't disenchant it. They had two. They were like, <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it was like, man, talk about a talk about a gut punch. I'm that sure they did right. Roll. I'm that sure they did right by by that person, but it's still funny that you know <sighs> how that, that is, works out. That is pretty funny. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, we joke about people wanting refunds for their free stuff, but hey, that that uh, twelve win heroic brawl. That's hard. That's hard, man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so a couple a couple of bundles coming up. So we've got uh, available right now. This is the um, the Horseman Uther skin. So for twenty four ninety nine US dollars, you get the portrait. You get a random legendary. You get twenty five packs. Um, Imic did the graphic for that, by the way, um, and. It, I, this was hilarious to me because there was such a, um, a like rift over his voice lines because he says all the same things that normal mm. Uther does, but then they used like an auto tune on him or something to like <laughs> <laughs> they sound spooky. Make, yeah, spooky. Um, but people were complaining like thematically, right? That like why is why is this like haunted? You know. Uh, Uther saying the light shall destroy you or whatever. It's like, uh, no, shouldn't it say like the dark shall destroy you or something? Yeah, give me something evil, right? Anyways, so there's there's that. And um, the tokens are still silver hand recruits. It's a bit wonky. Twenty five packs for twenty five, you know, US with the legendary is a pretty good deal with the cosmetic thrown in. I think people lost sight of the forest through the trees. Like this is a quality. Uh, a quality bundle for value. It's one of the better ones, I think. The deal is fantastic. A uh, dollar per pack is great, plus a free legend and a cosmetic. Um, that they're going to fix now. Or It'll be interesting to see how they fix it. I hope that when you hit the uh, hero power button, you get like little pumpkin heads or something more ghoulish than silver. Oh Andrews. my god. I would... They can't change the actual minion, right? Because the like synergy cards and stuff, but they can give it like the how Magni has the hammer, something like that. I like the idea of like little pumpkins flying out. That's fun. They could change the gra- like they can call it Silverhand Recruit, but give it a different alternate art. I don't that know. would be insanely cool if they, they probably would do that. won't. But... They yeah, won't. But... but like you said, uh, nine like like how Magni does it. The hammer comes down instead of the, you know. I mean, it's just different. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the hammer coming down, can we address the elephant in the room? 
Sure. What is so that? They got this Uther bundle, and then they got a Rexar skin coming, and they just had a Mage skin. When in the hell are they going to release a Rogue skin? Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired of making oh. this joke. I always make this joke in the show. Damn. <laughs> Never? Yeah. Post- it, it's hilarious because between Paladin and Mage, right? Each one of them has got 15, 20 different, different uh, hero <laughs> portraits and, and the rogue. Even Shaman. Shaman's got tons of them. Oh, man. Rastakhan, Thunderking, the Murloc. The Murloc. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, And I don't like Maiev particularly. I know Maiev has like I, her supporters. Eh. I don't use yeah. it. I've got strong opinions on portraits. I don't think the I think the default rogue is by far the best. I agree, but yeah, I, I like Captain Valera. I I, it, I know it's not a popular one. I feel like we have a lot in common right now. The whole one eye thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I respect I, the, uh, the pirates. I love pirates. So I, I but I mean, three three is like they need something, something different. Seriously, I, I hope yeah. people... I hope rogue isn't the last hero in the book of heroes. I hope it's not the last one. Oh man. <laughs> but they You know such... what though? Sorry, Nate, go ahead. I was just gonna say there's low hanging fruit. Okay? It's so easily like because they've got these created for the um the solo missions, they could take um I can't think I I don't know the names. Uh the one that's like the the fox, the pirate fox. You know what I'm talking about? It's a was a battlegrounds hero, I think. Yeah, or... they Better. They could do See, that that's one. The problem. You they could take built this up so much. They got to deliver. I or, know like, the rogue they could mains take... are gonna go ape. They could take Edwin, Edwin, and make him a rogue hero. That'd be cool. They could take um, uh, Tess. Tess would be an awesome rogue hero. Maybe the plan. They make Edwin a hero, and then they rotate Edwin out of standard. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah. So they like, make rogue mains happy, and then just got got it. That's the, the that's the odd that that's the ongoing joke, right? Every time they do nerfs, um, he's there's the meme of Edwin floating around, dodged another one. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Devil Cat, Devil Cat says it's Captain Eudora, uh, is the one. Yes, 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 yes. We can oh, get. Oh yeah. I'd I'd like a Tess. Uh, Tess would make an awesome rogue hero. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting on. It's um. Like you said, Mike, you, we shouldn't have said it because now Rogue will be last, right, for the book of Thanks, years. Mike. Yo. <laughs> I will say, I will say that they've been pumping out new portraits a lot faster than they ever did in the past. So in the mm-hmm. last month, we've got three, right? Yeah. A new mage and the new paladin and the new um, hunter. That's pretty fast. So, I more the merrier, I say. What I would like, and I can't, I can't believe they haven't done this yet. When they released the random card back, I thought it was the coolest thing. I would love it if they did the random hero portrait. Um, it wouldn't work oh, for. That's a cool idea. It wouldn't work for Rogue, unfortunately. But the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> the rest of the classes, because uh, like, I, uh, that'd be cool, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, but I think regardless I of. I, I do like this um, horse, whatever is had like headless horseman Uther, whatever it's called, uh, is really cool. I like the green like Fellfire. I think it's cool, and just the value. Awesome. The value is totally worth it. Um, that is available September 29th through October the 13th. So for two more weeks, um, we'll have to talk after the show. Maybe we'll do a giveaway for funsies. 
Um, Ooh, giveaway alert! Listen, guys. Hey, why not? I we'll we'll figure it out and 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 post something maybe in the Discord. Um, you know how we do it. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> that's that's my built-in echo. I, I'm on a tablet, so I got to do effects. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I need to I need to hook up some some soundboard effects uh, maybe for next week. Um, Ooh. We've got it. Hat hooked me up. I just haven't had time to to mess with it yet, but but soon. TM. So here's the next bundle is the Rexar Book of Heroes. So the Book of Heroes is free, just just like the uh the Jaina thing. But uh there's also a bundle, right? So the next one is the Warsong Rexar bundle. It's uh 9.99 US, so 10 bucks. It comes with five hunter packs and the Warsong Rexar hero skin. Um Normally I wouldn't I wouldn't do this. Like I remember when the when the mage one came out and the value is crappy, right? Five packs for ten dollars is like eh. But I'm a sucker for the cosmetics, so the skin is cool. Um that is good from October the thirteenth through October the twentieth, so it's only looks like it's only gonna be available for a week. Uh I wouldn't be okay. surprised if they brought the skin back at some point, but I am not a blizzard shill. But isn't that like that's a six skin, the Rexar one. I like that one a lot. I think that's that's way nicer than his one K portrait. I, his, I like this one. I'll definitely be picking it up. Me too. Uh, I mean, I I get all that stuff anyways. But the one K skin is so derpy. Like just the look on his face, it, it, he looks like confused or like I don't know. Like he ate something that tasted bad. <laughs> I don't know. Doing Doing really likes this one too. So I, I feel validated. I think it looks great. And and again. You know, five packs for ten bucks with the skin. I mean, look, expense is relative, but you know, at least they're not charging twenty or something outrageous. You mm-hmm. know, like they they did with the previous cosmetics, like Mediv, uh Magni, and uh, I was gonna say, wasn't Magni more expensive and you didn't get packs? And like exactly. back then, yeah, it was the it, it was, was ten bucks. I think they were ten bucks, but yeah. you but you got got, you got nothing. I mean. Well, you got it was it was different. You got well, you the, got a card back. You got a card back. Yeah, you got the hero and the card back. The cool thing is when they did those three, I think the hero power was a little bit different. They had the voice lines, they had the card back that came with them. But I, I agree. I mean, ten bucks is like you said, expense is relative. But ten bucks, you get the five packs, you get the skin. Uh, what was really interesting is the one K portrait. I saw a preview of the Rexar uh, Book of Heroes. And they use his 1K portrait in that, but without his his wolf mask, his Batman mask. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. You'll see it. You'll see it later. Uh, And then there's one more thing. Um, And I know Mike is is flexing right now, but this this card back uh, will be available starting October 13, the Halloween uh, card back. Uh, Oh, they're bringing it back. They are bringing it back. Wow. That's that's my oldest card back. I'm being invalidated. Yeah, wait, what? That's what Mike Mike is running it right now. You hard flex on the people that don't have it. (laughs) Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, it it just occurred to me one day. Like, people complain about certain card backs that I already have that I never thought of. So I was like, I'm going to use the card back that people are clamoring it for so much until it's available, and then once it's available, switch back to the plain one that I always use. Because I don't care about the card back. It's just it's just funny to use. It is pretty sick, though. Nate pointed out last week that there's uh there's wolves in the corners. This is pretty sick. I, I like the artwork here. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. yeah, it's, nice it's yeah, it's cool. 
the detail on it is super awesome. So I don't know. I mean, I like it because I think for a long time, what it felt like to me, especially as an older player, is like promise, 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 promise. But when are they going to like make good on the promises? And now they're really starting to do that. Um, I mean, we've had a new card, a new old card back like every couple of weeks or maybe once a month lately, um, which has been cool. A lot of, a lot more in-game cosmetics. Um, and even this book of heroes, like that, the Jaina one just came out and the Rexar one is already coming out. Like that's pretty cool. That's it's fast. Uh, because Hearthstone in general, I mean, for, for, especially for those of us who played WoW, we've been playing for what, five years now or six years or some crazy number like that. Um, and for years, there was like no new content or, you know, every four months when the new set comes out, that's it. And so this is like fresh. Um, so anyways. Hey, real uh, quick for the card, the card back. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting nervous because I got a feeling one day the first card back I ever got, which is Ice Crown, is going to be available. And then I'm going to feel really sad because in... You know, everybody can buy the card back that I got six years ago. But at the same time, I'm happy because that means it with the same energy, they're going to release the card back from the first season, that Pandaria one. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. want that one. So I'm excited <laughs> when they release mine. But when they release that one, I want to buy that. <laughs> That's I'll hilarious. First one in line. I'll be sleeping outside, you know, the night before. I'll be ready. <laughs> you know, you know, it's so funny what what would be hilarious you know they get these card backs uh if you know you got the original one you would you would have the you know the normal looking one if you had to buy it with gold you know five years later there's a hole punch in the corner like they do with an expired license you know (laughs) like uh, you could use it but you got the you 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 know you got the noob version so yeah somehow do like a vertical versus horizontal thing just like flop out you know, it was interesting though. Like when they released that survey a couple of months back, um, I got it. And one of the things that they were talking about is, uh, co- you know, cosmetic changes. But they were also talking about alternate alternative card art, like different artwork for the same cards. Uh, specifically talking about the coin for whatever reason. Um, but I know um, Magic does this all the time. Pokemon does it all the time will like a new set will come out the re-release the same card same effect but different artwork like i don't know i i I kind of i have mixed feelings about it but i wouldn't mind seeing my favorite cards with alternate art might be kind of cool i don't know that would be cool i like that so i don't know just a thought but uh anyways i always uh, thought that was something they were gonna do is like reprint old cards just with new names new art yeah, I'm surprised like, that just they just go back on like good ideas they'd had in the past or something. I don't know. I was, I've been surprised that they haven't done that too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, Slaviticus in the chat says, "Yeah, the succubus got alternate art." <laughs> yeah, yeah <but laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's a good. That's but a good um, anyway, so here's this is interesting. I, you won't be able to read it on the screen, but there's a a, a screenshot of the posting from the forum. So. Uh, Kerr Fluffle in the, uh, he's a community manager, or I shouldn't say he, they, they are a community manager in, um, the Hearthstone official forums. 
And they were saying that um, there is an update on the Scholar Jaina and the Horseman Uther portraits that I think enough people complained about them not getting their own unique voice lines that uh, Blizzard has listened, and now they're getting their own unique voice lines. And I think going forward, they're going to be doing that with the other heroes as well. So I'm glad that they listened to feedback. It, it always makes me a little bit nervous that... Um, you know, the trolls come out of the woodworks on Reddit and, you know, Blizzard will kind of kowtow to them. But at the same time, it's like, eh, well, you know, they're listening and I really appreciate that. And um, I am definitely not opposed to having different, um, you know, special emotes or whatever. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I think that it, Again, it's like you said, Nate, it's nice they're listening to feedback. I didn't feel particularly strongly about this, but a lot of people really did. And, you know, I mean, it's in the past, this wouldn't have happened. So I'll take it. No one had been harassed to the extent that others had been in the past for these changes that I'm aware of. So that's a good thing. Uh, open the way gate uh, is what I'm referring to. I think that I find it interesting how entitled individuals think they are to to things, um, but that might be a subject for another time. But you know, I'm not <laughs> going to complain. I'm happy that they're listening to feedback. They're interact. They're engaging with the community. Um, and I think it's a good thing. Just why I think the next item you're going to talk about is a little bit disappointing to me. But um, you know, uh, look, no one's perfect. I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to release. I'm looking forward to having the updated voice lines i think it's good yeah it's always fun i mean i I agree this was one that i didn't feel strongly either way um and i don't know even the um horseman uther with the funky like sound effects on his voice i was okay with that but i don't know it it I guess that's a bigger deal for some people than others and i don't want to invalidate how people feel um you know, if, if if you want that type of thing, that's cool. What I think is important in terms of transparency is it would be good for Blizzard to, I mean, just purely constructive feedback. I think it would be beneficial to say, hey, uh, there's a new portrait coming out. It comes with new voice lines or it does not come with new voice lines. It's just purely a, a picture, you know, at least like let the buyer beware. Um, cause I think people potentially, you, you know, you get excited for a new hero with new voice lines and stuff. And then you buy it and you're like, Oh, well, this is just a picture. No, no new voice lines. Oh, I'm disappointed. You know, if they say ahead of time, you know, it's not, it doesn't come with that stuff. Like at least, you know, before you buy it. Um, yeah. I like that because to me, it's a healthy energy. If they're not afraid to say buyer beware, mm-hmm. that means they know they made a cosmetic that's just plain and they're going to ship it. You can buy it. There's nothing to it. But when you ship something and you don't say buyer beware, now you give me that weird sketchy energy where it's like, Hey, we knew this thing wasn't what you expected, but we didn't say it. I'm not saying they need to cater to people, but when you're sending a product out that you expect someone to buy, I feel like you could at least, you know, appease them and then, you know, like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. And this is what it isn't. But when you get thousands of people saying, Hey, we want, this cosmetic to have you know a new animation some new art a new voice i get it takes time and effort for someone to work on that mm-hmm. but when you're going to make thousands off of that i think it's worth it 
Yeah. I always laugh. We, like the ongoing joke is kind of like people want a refund on their free stuff. And so, right? Like I, <laughs> Imic is in the chat right now. He was saying when, when Nemzi first came out, um, she had uh, she had her special voice lines and stuff, but it was the normal um, warlock animation um, when you use the hero power and stuff. And they eventually changed it over time. Um, but like, that's free, right? And so I don't know. I, I think... I don't know. I don't really feel one way or the other, but uh, I also think that they put, put puts Blizzard in a weird spot because they're kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like they're going to release something, and and then no matter what, there's going to be a bunch of people who complain about it. And so <laughs> I don't know. I for, I kind of want people to just be happy for five minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, speaking. <laughs> Of not being happy for five minutes, we had some nerfs. <laughs> I almost forgot to include the nerfs because it happened like right after our last show. Yeah, not even tonight. That's good. <laughs> you know what? It's funny though because for a while there, they were announcing. We've been recording on Friday nights for I don't know, like this whole time, and mm-hmm. for a long time there, they would release like news updates, like either right in the middle of the show or like right before the show started. And so when they air their news, like after we've already recorded, it's like, Oh man, you guys missed your window. But so we got two nerfs. Uh, the first one is to the Druid, um, the Druid card, uh, guardian animals. This is a dual class card. You don't, people don't play this in Hunter. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. (laughs) Uh, So Guardian Animals uh, was seven mana. It got increased to eight mana. Uh, Twilight Hunter in uh, Twilight Runner in Hunter. Doing played it in Hunter. Of course. Uh, Okay. I don't think it's very meta though. He's done Uh, it all. Not in not in Hunter. I don't know. Five or less. I'd play it if it was five or more in Hunter, but yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I didn't even realize it was a hunter card. That's terrible. Um, so I don't know. I, I think people have been playing it in uh, in Druid, right? In the um, it, it's so funny what we what we consider Jade Druid these days. Really, only has a Jade Idol, and that's it. <laughs> um, Jade Blossom yeah. and Jade so Blossom. A lot, yeah. had, a lot of people had success with it. NHL fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Memnark, uh, a couple of others. It was a really cool deck. I really liked the the card. The Guardian Animals was viable in Wild because it it co- accomplished three things in one. Right? It it allowed you to uh, um, activate a quasi board clear by a rush. Mm-hmm. It drew you cards with the Twilight Runner, which is amazing. And you know it, it'd get you a taunt out as well. At seven mana. It was. This is my hot take, so uh, it was fringe playable. I mean, it wasn't fringe playable. It was, it was just at the line of playability because you could, you know, <laughs> blossom and then bloom, lightning bloom, or you could. Uh, some other decks were running overgrowth, and so you could kind of get it out by turn four pretty consistently. And and now That's at gross. eight, <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's just past that point of viability. It's like when they nerfed Aviana from nine to ten difference is that aviana wins you the game so people still run it but the fact that you have to play that extra card to trigger aviana via innervate is kind of similar with guardian animals now yeah 
in standard, I'm not too sure. I, I played it a little bit when I was dabbling a little bit in standard last month. I don't know if this kills the card in standard. I suspect not, because it's such a huge tempo swing. This was a standard nerf. People in yeah. standard were up in arms over this I mean, card from day one. I know it really hurts the deck in standard, from what I understand. Talking to my hero team, they say Druid has hurt a lot in standard from this. Um, it hurts in wild, too, though, right? Like It's just like that deck doesn't I, work. Right? Evil Devil, who's kind of a notorious uh, Druid player, he plays on all three servers. I think he's uh, uh, home base is EU. He's still running it, but okay. I think that the, the, the card is... I think it's done. I yeah. Mean, I wasn't huge on it to begin with, so in Wild specifically, so like... Yeah. It, it would be really hard for me to want to play it, but I can still understand it. It's, it's still, I mean, drawing... Four cards if you hit a Twilight Runner because pulling the two from your deck and then drawing the two with the rush. It's yeah. it's a really 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 good card. It's just the one turn in Wild means so much, or the one mana, I guess. It does. I think yeah. this would be a good class for. Um, they had been talking a little bit about when the cards rotate out of Standard to uh, revert the nerfs in Wild. Like I, this seems like a good candidate to me when it hits Wild to drop it back down. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't play Druid anyway. I got my I got my one K portrait and then I stopped playing it. So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's collateral deck, damage. That druid deck is pretty yeah. cool. Um, so I never played a deck where. No, let me say this: playing long priest games is annoying and boring. But this druid deck, I don't think of how long it takes because there's so many different phases where like you got to ramp up, and then if you get the uh, guardian animal, animals out. And then you get to draw cards off the runner. And then if that doesn't work, um, now you got Ysera. And then, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you, get, you get to try to battle with the dragons. And if, let's say you're playing someone that good and that doesn't work out. Like Nate said, it's a jade deck. Now you got all your jades going. And it's like so many different stages in the game in this yeah. one deck. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I spoke to NHL about it, who is one of the, you know people who popularized it and who has an amazing mind for the game and he was already thinking about how to build a jade druid deck and it just didn't include it i i think it's mm -hmm. i don't know if there's much else to say other than we'll have to wait and see because you never know but uh my hot take is that uh it's dead and wild and uh i don't typically dust cards i i dusted them i was like oh, wow, see see wow. yeah spicy yeah, was okay okay I, I, well, I can always recraft them, but I, I just think it's not even worth hanging on to. It's just, unless they make more crazy ramp, which they probably will. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad because I, I, it's nice to see new, uh, I like to see these decks evolve in wild. And this certainly was an evolution. And now we're going to go back to Oaken. Maybe mm -hmm. like the the fungal fortunes, and and that wasn't good enough before. So, um, the druids you're going to see on ladder, aggro druid aside, cough cough. I think Mali is probably going to be the most common. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of Mali priest. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Mali is very common. It's still running KT. Yeah, which surprises me that no one's really tried to switch to the asylum. ASL or whatever, however it's said. No, some um, people are. I only but... ever see KT in that deck. But I think I think it's because the um this the cost 
it kind yeah. of lines up with melon a little bit maybe easier but uh, yeah it makes sense die hard and wild you can't run sath with it you have to run germination but yeah and sath just makes the deck easy to play i mean not that it's yeah. easy deck to play but it just it just it clicks you know you get three mallies it's mm-hmm. you know you don't want to dilute that but i mean i think that there's certainly uh, there are some players who have been experimenting with Yasiel in different contexts, like Slate, um, and and it, it and there's a lot of potential there. I agree with you, and I think that uh, um, one of the things about Wild is that uh, there are not so many innovators, and so a lot of things go unexplored. And, and I know we're not there yet, but I, that's why I'm really excited to talk about your deck because that is, uh, you know, a, a cool innovation that I think is on the precipice of becoming a, a thing that might yeah. just be what we need to shake up this uh, meta. I agree. Well, and that's, I, I think you have a point there as well um, about it, just about innovation that we don't, frankly, we don't see a whole lot of it in wild. I mean, there's uh, a handful of big names who will make a deck and then everyone else plays those decks. Right. I mean, and I think that not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that there is a lot of, untapped potential with other things that just haven't been explored yet. Um, I mean, the card pool in wild is so gigantic that there's gotta be a lot of things just uh, hanging out that we haven't hit on yet. So, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, I feel like the lack of experimentation has led to a lot of complacency with the decks we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, um, I don't, I, I'll, I'll preface, I don't want to, uh, sorry if you like this deck, but, like, I don't think even Shaman should still be played as much as it is. Like, it's just, like, that deck feels like it should have been phased out of the meta. Um, and, like, decks similar Shaman. to that, it's just, like, certain decks don't feel good to play. They don't feel like they draw, like, you feel like you need certain draws, but people still just jam them over and over, because it's, like, been a thing for so long, and no one's really willing to try the new stuff. Um, that's why I love the the explosions in the meta that happen. Like when Dark Glare came out and just exploded the meta for like what two until it got nerfed, basically. Um, yeah. yeah, that whole innovation. Uh, you know, starting with the discard version. That was the version I piloted um, a ton, and then there was they switched over to the more spell oriented version with the pen flingers. That was the most genius thing I'd ever seen. It was crazy. Pen flingers in that deck went wild, literally. Um, <laughs> so like. Yeah, I think I think experimentation needs to be like jumped into a lot more, but it's also hard because collections are so limited still. And like, you know, a lot of the cards like for uh, we'll talk about it later. But with my deck, like Nosdormu, not everyone has that card. The four mana Nosdormu, yeah. not everyone has that card. So it's like, and not everyone wants to put in a bunch of dust into cards that may or may not be great. Yeah. So so it's like it's think, a weird line walk. Do you think this is uh? an issue more on people who have bigger collections to try things out. Like we're always going to get fed top tier decks. Like that's not an issue to find. We can find these lists anywhere. But do you think people who have bigger collections should just take more time to try different things out? Cause we know we can climb anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I think it's more, um, I mean, like if, if it, I'm not saying it's something that has to change cause it's entirely up to, um, yeah. You know, the individuals who play the decks, what they want to do with them. But if it were something that 
were to change, I think it would have to come from the top and it'd have to bleed down. Um, just with like, uh, you know, like the big streamers and stuff, just playing different things and like not just jamming tier one decks. Um, just to see what, you know, see what there is. And that's why I think stuff like uh, the THL series for Wild is incredible. Like competitive format for Wild is really good for the like growth of the format because it allows for experimentation and like finding what beats what so well. Yeah. Um, which is kind of how I stumbled upon this Paladin list is because it's just like the priest counter. But like, you know, it's like finding stuff um, that fits certain metas that like, and I think that's something that's really cool about Wild too. I got on a tangent with this, but it's like... Um, so I get to talk to him. Yeah, the way like pocket metas work in Wild is like, once you get to like, I'd say it starts around Diamond 5. It feels like when you start hitting like really big pockets of like similar players or like even the same players, uh, just over and over. So you can kind of like start building your deck a little more towards what you're facing and stuff like that. Um, like teching for that pocket meta and finding what's good like in very, very, very specific matchups is uh, something that's really cool and wild that it's just more open to do in there than it is in standard because there's just more cards, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to experiment a lot with stuff. Um, I've had two good results. One was the Dark Glare and one has been this Murloc Paladin. Um, but I, I think there is still a lot of stuff that can be found um, to be toyed with and stuff. Oh, Maybe, yeah. I'm not saying there's a ton of... I don't, I don't know if there's any hidden tier 1 decks that no one's found, but there's definitely, you know, some... Low tier two, maybe mid tier two decks that people are just have glanced over. We haven't even thought of yet. You know, there's some cool stuff out there to be toyed with. I feel you. Hey, let's talk real quick about the other nerf um, before we jump back on that uh, to uh, Tortolan Pilgrim. Uh, the deck, I think, or the card at least, is uh, essentially dead now. <laughs> so what it did before uh, was to discover a copy of a spell in your deck and cast a copy, or discover a copy of a spell in your deck and then cast it with random targets. And they changed it to just discover a spell in your deck and cast it. So it it now pulls the spell from your deck, so you can't have unlimited potions anymore or unlimited ice blocks or whatever it, the various choices were and yep. uh, i think this essentially just kills turtle mage um that being said i saw du- you know duin was running a um like a, a reno nazoth variant and i think that this could still be okay because you would well, run it you still would, works in reno I, th- yeah, I think just, so because you run pocket galaxy or you run yeah i mean you're just trying to get pocket galaxy out so it it, it certainly is still has its use in reno but yeah i killed the turtle mage archetype uh much to the joy of many and much to the chagrin of few. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I watched Keith numbers and I watched Concerned Mom um play it quite a bit and uh experimented with it quite a bit myself over the last month. Uh to um you know pretty good success and uh, uh but then again, it's it's one of the most un- interactive decks to play against and so you know, I, I'm not really sad to see it go, but I don't know. I think it was a bit of an overreaction. Like, people hate it. So, you know, I see Wildcard in chat. He hates it. Because he's a control player. And basically, you're on a clock till turn 9. But how many other decks? Like, it's like Malagos Druid puts you on a clock till turn 9, turn 10. And that's cool. It's because people, you know, it doesn't win outright. Mm-hmm. So, you know... 
people will um, they'll they'll hang on for a thirty minute game, hoping that the turtle mage doesn't sequence something correctly, and then they don't, and they lose, and they wasted an hour and a half of their time, or a bit of an exaggeration, twenty twenty to five minutes of their time, and they feel bad. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like the thing is, is that concerned mom played a lot of turtle mage, and I watched a lot of. I watch a lot of Concern Mom. It's one of my favorite streamers. And the tech just got totally dunked on by aggro. Like, it was the meme. The meme was like every time Mom would queue into an aggro druid, <laughs> you would get so upset because, I mean, there's nothing you could do. Like, there were a couple of answers, and, and it was kind of like a binary yes-no. So I don't think the deck was as polarizing as um, Dark Lair was, which could you know, out aggro aggro and, and, and just blow out control. It had yeah. its weaknesses. It's just a feels bad. And I think that's true in standard even more so. Yeah, some people had some finishes with it. I mean, there are some standard players that could take autocomplete probably to rank one because they're that good. It, it, it was just one of those things that people complained about and they just, they went on a, it was like a feel, uh, based on feeling maybe more than, than, than game balance. And, and I totally understand that. I mean, we all play games that feel bad and we, we don't like it. So I'm neutral on it. I, I mean, I think that, uh, but I do believe it was really uh, a sentiment more than a real balance problem. Whereas Dark Lair was a balance problem. Oh, I agree. In- but I mean, I think uh, kind of like the other one. This was truly this. This was done because um, it's a standard nerf as well, and uh, a lot of times Blizzard would cite decks being. I mean, it's the ongoing joke, right? Is the deck fun and interactive? Uh, and and Turtle Mage just wasn't because you could essentially lock your opponent out, um, and it's not fun to sit there and just not be able to do anything every single turn. So. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm a little it's bit done. sad. It's no point crying over spilt milk. <laughs> yeah. Mom found his new jam, which is your deck nine eyebrows. So, I mean, life goes on. Hearthstone goes on. Hearthstone's about change and evolution, not about, you know, yeah. the same. So, I mean, yeah. That's a good perspective. That's how I've always liked to look at the balance changes and stuff. Because it's like, I'm not the devs. I can't control the devs. They're going to make changes that I'm not going to agree with, but I'm still going to have to play the game. So it's like, I just have to learn how to adapt to them. Yeah, um, exactly. I wondered with the Turtle Mage, if they made it 9 mana, it's it's still dead, right? Uh, not, dead, not as dead, but it's like, that's really yeah. bad, right? It would make it worse, but I think that the deck fundamentally would still okay. function. I mean, it's you play Turtle, you get a potion back. Yeah, uh, I was just and thinking... Then, and then, you, you know, it just puts another turn on the clock. It's like what they did with the... Um, Oh gosh, the the Mechathune, Mechathune Warlock uh, when they nerfed. Uh, oh, is it Blood Bloom and? Uh... No, 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 the 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 cycle one. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of the name, but I know you're. The talking deck's about. not viable anymore, not because the card got increased in cost, but uh, because, well, just because the meta. But I, I think it still would be it would still be playable. But like again, I think that Turtle Mage was really an anti-control deck. It, it was yeah. kind of like bad Quest Mage. Quest Mage does kind of the same thing, but just when Quest Mage wins, the game's over decisively because you're getting four giants to the face, right? Yeah. So, that's funny because people consider Quest Mage super solitary, 
like not like solitary, but like solitaire like. Um, and I think that I mean that that's I would agree that that's the reason the deck got nerfed. It kills you over three, four, five turns, if not more. Um, rather than like the quest mage pops you in two, you know, the turn and then yeah. the other turn. The Maligos doesn't one like it's like thirty second combos instead of very long combo. Um, I think the deck had a place though. I'm I'm sad it's gone, but obviously, like you said, can't change it. No use crying over spilled milk with it. So. Yeah. Oh well. This I think I'm this a- next topic is it. I'm interested to hear everyone's kind of hot take on this though, uh, especially all y'all here. Um, this this kind of I think. As as Blue Train said, it kind of slid under the radar a little bit, but there were some tweets going back and forth about the hidden MMR system. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's their matchmaking system. So how do we pair up against other players? How do we get ten stars versus eleven? Um, and I have to keep in mind that this doesn't affect everybody necessarily because depending on where you finish on ladder, right? You're guaranteed a certain star bonus depending on what your finish is. So if you finish it, what is it at diamond five, you get nine. So you're guaranteed nine, right? If you finish right. at legend, you're guaranteed 10, but depending on your win rate, um, how high your MMR is, you could get increased stars and so it's that coveted 11 star bonus that if you do good enough, quote unquote, that you get the 11 star bonus and it makes it, uh, I don't want to say easier to get to legend because you're going against more, uh, skilled players, presumably, but that, um, you can hit legend with a, you know, 40, 45% win rate because you're getting two stars for every win instead of one. Um, anyway, so this kind of sticks so, in my, yeah, I put the tweets up on the screen. Uh, the I, first three are from Ixar, and then you've got your Concerned Mom hot take at the bottom, which I think is pretty yeah, funny. So we talked about this at length. I, I think this really affects people that are gunning for the 10 or 11 stars, and, and I, I really don't like how this was characterized. Um, and and I, I'll kind of just... Maybe I'll read the tweet, and I'll, I'll try to be brief because I'm trying to be conscious of time, but I, I, no, I but... do want to, to parse it because I think it'll help kind of explain where i where i disagree and then i'd be interested in hearing let's, everyone else yeah let's feedback. let's read the tweets anyways I, I i often forget that um the bulk of the people um uh list like who are encountering the show are listening to the audio version of it not watching the live or the video version and so um for things that are appearing on the screen it's good to to read them so so, so if I may, I'll. I'll yeah, uh, sure. Do you want me to do I'll it? I know your eyes got some. I have them like in super like jumbo writing in front of me. I I was I oh, am beautiful. prepared, but I appreciate it. So, there was a person who tweeted about his finish and how he enters in legend playing with a subpar win rate, super high, and like what's going on because there's no transparency. And we talked about this the last time I was here. Ixar writes. In my experience, displaying true MMR usually results in more confusion than clarity. There are all kinds of complex things that happen to your MMR, like normalization, or vastly different end-of-game rating changes due to opponents with high or low variance. Alright, so I can take this at face value. Um, We don't understand the MMR system that uses normalization, other statistical concepts that people aren't familiar with. Alright. I'll, I'll call this one a spade, even though this still irks me. He then follows, MMR naturally hits a plateau fairly quickly, and then rarely changes ever again. 
This is true for low-end, average, or high-end players. Improvement can happen, but rarely is the improvement significantly different than the players improving around you. I completely disagree with this, and I find this actually kind of insulting. Basically, what he's saying is... It's way insulting. (laughs) He's basically saying, hey, buddy, if you suck at Hearthstone, you're like, you're going to suck for life. You're never going to get any better. Or if you do get better, it's just going to be a product of of normalization across the player base. Now, I I take issue with this, not only from my own experience, but for all the players that I know that that I came up with, not being super talented myself or high legend, you know, I've seen everyone improve significantly. And not just because they made the ladder system easier, they did. Um, But, you know, I mean, if I started at a 10 star, and now I'm pretty consistently 11. And there are many like that as well and so this this statement is 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 a glib response and and a cop-out and then finally uh in the third tweet the short answer is it would be the easiest thing to display or be transparent about the mmr but we don't because it's confusing to understand and discouraging to watch so my statement is the arbitrariness of the assignment of 10 versus 11 stars versus where you enter in legend that's discouraging not I, knowing if I'm going to get 10, like a lot of people lost their 11 stars mm-hmm. that didn't play any worse this month than they did previously. Damringer is is a fine player that, that was amongst them. Burnt, I mean, burnt of all people. So that's discouraging. And if we understood what it was that would allow us to achieve that, yeah, it, it kind of introduces a new anxiety. But I mean, what's better? The anxiety of not knowing or at least understanding what it is that one has to do to accomplish it. I mean, concerned mom's hot take is (laughs) they don't want to show it because it's terrible. And I think that's a bit of a bit of tongue in cheek, but it does strike me why they just absolutely refuse to do this. And so if they do, my ask would be just eliminate 11 stars or give everyone 11 stars. But don't create this like everything's super clear once you hit nine and then after nine it's it goes into this nebulous vacuum and it drives me absolutely crazy. I have bad ladder anxiety. This contributes to my ladder anxiety. I I hope that they reconsider their position on this. That's, it's interesting and that. I, I will say, I mean, I like having the benchmarks, right? If that I know that if I hit D five, I'm guaranteed a nine. If I hit uh, legend, I'm guaranteed a 10. So I can count on that. But then it, it's it's difficult for me. Like I've got time constraint issues. Like how far do I really want to push? And so last month I pushed a little bit. I think I, I topped out around 600 legend and just didn't. I've been playing Warcraft 3 and playing some other games and didn't want to push farther than that. Um, but it's interesting, right? Oh, but Nate, you don't have to push because you're you're never going to get any better. Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> no, I I mean that's that's what they're saying, right? But then it's interesting to watch um, all these folks this month specifically who um, were eleven stars and now have dropped to ten. So one of my friends, um, Nightwing, ended the season at two rank two hundred legend, and they dropped him down to ten stars. Wow, that's I just no in wild in wild. I, but I just talked to him this morning, and he's like, like wow. two fifty, and I got eleven stars. 
or something. No, no, no. I was like 146 this month. Okay. Yeah, but I there's think, a lot more. There's a, a lot more information in the thread. I like what two with like having like a specific like if you are top 1,000 in standard or top 500 in wild, you would get 11 stars. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's like this ambiguous like, oh man, I hope my MMR is good enough before the season resets to hope that you can rush for day one. Because if you're 10 stars, you're not going to get day one before anyone with 11 stars. Or, like, someone with 11 stars will likely beat you on the day one Legend Rush. Just because the 11 star, what you said about it, like, with, like, the 40% win rates and, like, higher, like, you can have a pretty low win rate and still get Legend. That's, like, the fact that that is not a transparent thing, but that's just, like, an ambiguous, like, well, maybe you get it this month kind of thing is, like, really unfortunate. And the second tweet I, I feel strongly about, too. Yeah, th- this didn't get a lot of visibility. I did link the um, the entire thread. They t- they go into more detail. It builds up over time. There's resistances, etc. This is how my my friend Nug, who plays on and off, will like get to bronze six and then be eleven stars because he's accumulated this over time. But like again, we don't know how it works. And I I just you know I, as someone that. I clawed my way to 11 stars in April, uh, not in April, in May, and then I lost it in June. It was the most defeating, crushing. Oh god, I remember. Ever. I remember talking about it, and it's um, the, I think for those of us that have ladder any sort of ladder anxiety to begin with, this makes it worse. You know, if if we knew what the line in the sand was, at least we would know what we had to hit versus what we didn't. The other thing. Yes. I think that is very weird to me is like I I before have I mean for the last few months like I would hit legend in the first within the first two weeks of the month and I would hit legend somewhere around 500 600 800 somewhere in there and and then I'd have people hit after me dropping in at like rank 50 legend like what the heck is that i don't understand how like how does that and i and it, i know it's based on this magical mystery mmr system the idea the idea not that i it's that i understand it. it's that i suck and i'm never going to get better no and that they're playing, really good <laughs> so it's like if you play like a random hearthstone 10 star guy and win it counts for a lot less than when i beat memnark you know, and 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 I, the thing I agree is with that you, it, but that feels really crappy, though. I will say. You know what it reminds me of? When I was a kid, uh, I, I used to run, and there was a race. I was very young, and I remember the gym teacher put all the fast runners in the first line of the track, and and I and very naively, I was, I think I was less than ten years old. I asked her, "Why do you put the fast runners in the front? They're just gonna." take off and no one's ever going to catch up to them and she kind of looked at me and she's like yeah there's no (laughs) there's no justice right the good players are given the leg up and the bad players excuse me and now i'm falling into the same trope the players who are maybe not as talented as the ones at the front of the pack have to just work that much harder it's the same reason how like you know i'll pick on memnark here he'll hit legend day one or two he'll hit top five he'll decay a little bit but he'll still be top 10 top 15 by the end you hit legend nate you'll hit 400 you open the game up a week later you're like at 1800 it's like quicksand right i mean it's just it's yeah bad. I mean, it's bad you want to talk about feeling bad that's what feels well bad. and the other thing is you like you win a game i this was i don't last month it wasn't as bad but the previous month 
I'm sitting in Legend. I came in at 600, open it up the next morning. I'm at eight, 900, like, holy crap, overnight. And then I would, I didn't even want to play because if I won a match, I would gain 10. If I lost a match, I'd lose 60. Like, what the heck yeah. is that? Like, I have to have some insane win rate to, to progress at all? Well, you have to keep an insane win rate for like 150, 200 games to get your MMR better. Yeah. I have two anecdotes, one from this month and one from like three or four months ago. I played a lot of Alunath OTK Mage with Mazari. Um, terrible deck. Awful deck. Um, it, I was like literally like, I would not lose ranks from losing games at the bottom of ladder because I'm pretty sure I was the last one. <laughs> in the wild um, and then the next month when i got to legend i was playing like a serious deck but when i got to legend i entered at the bottom and then every win i would get maybe one point there were games where i'd win at like you know like rank 400 something in like the second week of the month and i'd literally lose rank still and mm. it t- it took me actually th- like nearly 300 games between odd paladin and murloc like aggro murloc paladin at like a, a roughly 60% win rate to get my MMR to 11 stars. Wait, wait, how many? Not like 300 games. It was if you like I can check my stats. Um I have so many games on that murloc paladin with a really good win rate and my MMR was still just so bad for so long. Um and the other thing it's still bad because when I got to legend this month um I got Legend at like 5 a.m. Uh, I was the first one in it. And then I decayed to about 30. Uh, like I was like near bottom half. Um, it's just like everyone who's getting in Legend has higher MMR, so I just tank, even though I was like the first one there. Um, like I tank super hard. And it's just like I wish there was something that made me like make sense of this. You know, it's not instead of just like. That's how it is. So yeah, I agree. It's very confusing. I mean, at the same time, like I, I think I'm a little bit resigned at this point to I'm okay. I'm a 10 star gamer. And then again, if we look at the percentages, right. I mean, I think e- even then like the four of us, okay. If we're hitting legend every month, we're still in the top. Like, what is it? One, 2% of players. And so yeah. let alone, I don't like whoever's listening to this. Like, does it feel even worse if you, are are not hitting that. I remember um talking to my friend um Armorn from the show who initially, you know, he uh I think hits Dad Legend every month, right? Or that's the goal. I want to hit Diamond Five. And um I think that's an achievable goal for a lot of people and that was his goal. And uh the first time he did it, he got ten stars. And then the next month he uh, I think was just a little bit shy of it or something. And they dropped him down to, I don't know, was it eight or nine or whatever it was. And he was just, it's like, Oh, it, it just makes it that much harder. And so I think if it's like, we're complaining about it and we're like the one, 1% that it's gotta be even worse for everybody else. Right. I yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just want, I, I don't know what I want. I think that, <laughs> uh, I want to know what cements my rank though. Like, yeah, like I want transparency, but I also want a system where I don't have to play three hundred games. Fix my MMR to where I'm gaining like an even gaining ten, losing ten. You know, instead of gaining ten, gaining five, losing forty, like you said. You know, it's like, come on, give me something or fix it. I don't know, but fixing it, hey. you're never going to make everyone happy with the system. Well, that's true. I just, I, I think not. the hardest part is just not knowing. Like, I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's where the anxiety, I think, can stem from. I'm not saying it's like the exact source, but that can be a lot of, a big source of anxiety is it's like, 
I don't know what I can do to change this. So like, I don't want to, you know, you can just not do anything. Cause it's like, I don't want to mess it up even further. Yeah. I make this a worse situation for my, uh, so what you have in the end is a lot of people camping. Yeah. At high ranks. I mean, I did it. I hit, um, last month I, I hit 170 and I just stopped playing and over the course of the month I kind of gradually fell down to about 200 and then about four days before reset I did a I did a push rocketed up to 120 and I just sat there and I did decay because no one above me was yeah. doing that's, and that's crazy not though because, because like what would no one has any incentive to queue unless you're like Corbett or like one of the top dogs that want a top 10 or have like a really nice finish. You get, you know, you're, when you're sitting near 100 or slightly north of it, you know that you got the the prize, the 11 star prize. Why gamble losing it? Um, and and so, you know, I think that uh, I, I I think I have I have an optimism that the the system will be fine tuned. I think that maybe they're a little bit defensive of maybe how the question was asked in the thread. Mm-hmm. This was kind of a small audience. This wasn't really kind of broadly. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't kind of catch on further. But I think that kind of is a testament to how narrow of of a of a group this impacts. But I I believe that they'll they'll adjust it over time. I mean, remember how at first you would queue into like diamond players constantly, and now they kind of changed that. And queue times are a big problem as well. And, yeah. and I think that there's definitely things that I I have hope they'll. We'll take a similar approach to this that they did with the hero portraits. Listen to the feedback. See if there's see what can be done. See if there's any indicator. I mean, pretty much now I know if I'm in the eleven star range because I know all the eleven star players. So if I start queuing into names that I recognize, I feel pretty safe. That's a pretty crummy way of 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 getting that reassurance, right? Yeah. I also think that the issue with like what you said about players not wanting to queue because they don't want to just like screw up their 11 star bonus that adds into the thing that i was talking about earlier with uh, lack of experimentation well, oh you, yeah you, it's simply so like when i played that alunath mazari mage like i knew it wasn't good but it's like there was a chance it was in the dark player meta there was a chance that it just killed dark player because it got so many cheap spells out um and it actually did a lot of the time but it lost everything else um but, like, I was trying to experiment to find something that would work, and I got punished for, what, three months with my MMR? Like, that's not that's not fun. I wasn't. I, I used to be a rank 5 floor memer, you know? It cost <laughs> nothing to sit at the rank 5 floor for, for a, a week or whatever, screw around. But now they did confirm in this thread that non-Legend MMR and Legend MMR are the same thing. So if you yeah. sit at Diamond 5 for a week and, like, mess about, you're going to enter in Legend real low. So, you know... Uh, EC the Lion, who who frequents Corbett and uh, Get Meowth's uh, streams, a friend of mine, he, he kind of always pokes fun at me because he's like, what happened to you? He used to play cool stuff and experiment and have fun, and now you're like just full-on degen. I'm like, yeah, I am what the system has made me. And the system <laughs> says if I play in ranked, then I'm going to get punished. I play more games in casual now than I do in ranked because at least in casual it has its own MMR system. I could do whatever I want. If I want to play yeah. Shutterwalk, I, I could do it. But I used to do it in ranked, you know. And you know, but casuals kind of, anyways, it's not a good place to expect. Like if you you want to build a a great deck like the one you built, you're never going to get that like same level of refined play in casual that yeah. you will in ranked. So there, there's yeah, it's it's. 
I'll tell you, Man, it hurts the revolving door. It, it does, yeah. and I, I, it, I find it. Um, it's a little bit frustrating. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, I, like a word. <laughs> I, I could. I, I was. I was personally. I was like. I was so jealous of you last week um, that like you could camp at like one eighty one, you know, and not drop below two hundred. And I'm sitting here pushing every night, and it got myself down to 600. And I open it up the next morning. And I'm at night at 900. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, 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 you know, you drop so quick, and then I go to work, and I get home from work, and now I'm at 1300. And then I got to grind for three more hours to get back down to 800 again. And it's like, oh my god, don't go to work. That's it. I, <laughs> yeah, I go, go, go blind, and then you can take a month off. <laughs> then I um, won't be able to craft gold cards anymore. I need but, to but, in all, but in all yeah. seriousness, I completely agree, and I, I don't, you know. But then it's like when you get to the top of the mountain, or, or relative to where you are. Like I find, I fly way too close to the sun than I have any business. Your entire game experience is now: Do I play? Do I not play? Do I have to play to maintain it? Will I get it? Will I not get it? And I mean, it, yeah, no, that's that's I, I I've got enough anxiety in my life without that. I I could do without. I think. And, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, honestly, I'm I'm okay being ten stars. I think me and Mike have have come to grips with that. Um, yeah, if I can jump in, because yeah, please um, do. I wanted to let, I wanted to, yeah, no, I wanted to let you guys carry because I don't have the eleven star experience, so I wanted to hear more about it. Um, but the more I hear, the more not that I ever get anxiety, but the more of my angst it's going away because I kind of feel I feel good about the position I'm in, knowing that I'm at ten star. I could try to bust my rump to try to get higher, but by reading his tweet, it's probably not going to happen. The crowd that I do have are a lot of players that are either way, not way below me, but they don't get to Diamond. They don't get to Diamond 10. And then a lot of them do, but then the ones who do watch me who are higher, you know, they'll come in and out, you know, like Blue Train or, you know, Meowth, Memnark, Slizzle. But I feel good being in my spot because I don't want to like have that anxiety of do I need to play to keep my rank? Should I, I not play to keep my rank? That's a big problem with what you just said. You you like fine if you're happy with where you are, that's totally okay. But to just resign yourself to say that like my fate is sealed, the die is cast, that's awful. I, I mean, I, so. I I I you know you rewind a year ago, I struggled to hit you know the rank five floor every month and 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 when i hit legend for the first time this past april i thought it was just gonna be like a one-time thing like cool i did it i could say i did it and and now you know i get annoyed if i don't hit it by day two there there, there there's always the you know it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and i and and i agree with nine eyebrows the second tweet out of the yeah it dunks you it really just dunks you if you if you have like confidence issues or not confidence issues but like if you you know you don't think too highly of something in the game. That read that tweet. That sucks. That's just not. I, that phrasing is awful to me. Um, and I also think that that sentiment is so wrong. Obviously, oh, I don't yeah. have to back it up. But like to say that a player can't get better faster than the people around them is so unbelievably like out there to me. Um, mm-hmm. I worked that, with that, uh, that's like, what? I'm not the best player in the world. I you know middling, maybe a little bit above average. But like you know, Matt Sun is kind of like someone that was like you like he'd hit legend but he kind of like wouldn't be able to break out and we we you know we talked about the meta we picked some decks he really 
you know, we'd co-opt, but he really grinded hard and, and, and he got the 11 stars. And so, I mean, one super happy for him, but like, it's possible. This is just, it, it, yeah, it's just not, yeah. Saying it's not possible is just so mean. It's like, and that's wrong. Like, play t- 10 games on a deck, go over all the replays with someone who's, like, you'd consider better than you, and you will improve, I think. Like, without a doubt. I, I think I, replays and stuff like that, they improve you faster than... If you're doing replays and the people around you aren't doing replays, you are going to improve faster than them. Like, if you're doing it well, I should say. You can't just, like, you know, watch them and be like, edit everything right, then play your next game. Like, yeah. analyze your mistakes and stuff. You can get better. It's, it, like, the fact that they're sending out the sentiment that you can't get better is so... I suspect it was, you know, and, and in defense of of, of XR, I, yeah, probably didn't choose the best wording, but yeah, and that's I don't think that's what you meant. I think it's just bad phrasing. Yeah, someone ha- you have to be careful about these things, but I mean, I think that your experience is your own, Mike. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't handicap yourself because you you feel that it's been been tied. I mean, I think that we all improve, and and I mean, I I I I believe if you really wanted to do it you would make it happen. You're right about that. You're definitely right. Because before this uh, new system came in, um, it took me a while to actually get to, like, Dad Legend. But then once I started getting it, I found myself flying up to Dad Legend very easily. And then the new mountain was, oh, Legend. And then once I got there, started flying to Legend. But now I was having an issue of, I don't come in as early as you guys, but like when I come into Legend, it's like 200, 237, 250. But then my DK, if I take a night off or two days off, I DK it it's like six, 600. So one thing to keep in mind is that time doesn't matter. So I'll give you an example. Otters raced EU Legend. Otters is an amazing player, uh, friend, uh, good guy. He, um, he hit rank nine on EU with Quest Mage. He did it within a few hours of the reset. Good, good positioning. I did it yesterday, so on EU day two, it was technically the first, but because they're a day behind, mm-hmm. I entered in at um, what was it, thirty something? I don't remember, thirty-two, thirty-nine. Now, if you look at the leaderboard, we're both sitting like around fifty or sixty, right next to each other. So when you come in high early, because it's all MMR based, all the other players that are better than you will start coming in ahead of you and it pushes you down. Oh, so the decay normalizes. Again, these are things that are that okay. I've observed empirically, but there there is some truth to it. So like if you enter in like I entered it middle of the month on EU uh last month I, I was like a hundred. Um you know, you're gonna you're gonna decay and, and the rate of decay to Nate's point earlier is so Byzantine. How fast do you decay? Like how does that work? And that's where the opacity, you know, that's another area that drives one crazy because you know, he entered in at nine, but like you know, and that's why when they like reteat the like otters, you know, legend nine quest mage day one. Well, is it really legend nine? Maybe it's more yeah. like legend three hundred and fifty. Like we just don't know. That kinda also disproportionately um okay. You know what you were saying, nine eyebrows. Really, like the influencing kind of gets really skewed, and 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 you know, like you know, Corbett hit rank two legend with Reno Hunter, and like I mean, Corbett could auto complete to rank one legend probably, but I mean, is that you know people are going to see that and then they're going to struggle with it because it's you know it's probably decent but not top tier and yeah, yeah, I mean, kind of creates this whole churn. Well, that's a, I mean, there's a good point yeah. there because 
a lot of it, you know, when you, when you hit a point in, um, you know, this community where you become an influencer, right. And then there's, there's also that magical, like, well, if I land somewhere under underneath 500 legend, then neon is going to retweet me and then I've made it. And, and then, uh, right. I see you smiling over there. It's the truth. <laughs> I was so excited about that. That's crazy. Right. I've been there too. I've been there too. Um, hey, same here. It, it's a cool feeling. I didn't know yeah. about it until it happened. I was like, yeah, oh, he cool. does this? oh snap. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's like a validation feeling in a sense. It it's is. Like, um, like, you know, the, 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 I've been noticed for what I've done in the game. That's cool. Yeah. But, but like you're saying, you know, part of it is very arbitrary too um where like especially seeing these day one day two posts where like okay cool someone hit rank nine legend like yeah but that's because there were only other eight people in legend <laughs> like or once i'm in legend and there's 50 people there like no matter what deck i play i'm gonna be top 50 legend with this deck because there's no one else in legend like and if i call if i now say um, you know, I, we joke all the time, um, that like Reno Jackson will, will do this on purpose. You know, he'll play four games, win three out of the four and say, Oh, Oh, look, I've got my 75% win rate deck, um, in top legend. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're not seeing the whole picture. And I think, I mean, he, he does it as a, as a joke, but, um, yeah. But it is like people who don't understand it as a joke, it's a problem because it's like, yeah. don't see the list, take it, take the win rate. Like, you don't understand the joke, you don't understand stats at all, which is just the thing because stats are very misleading. They're incredibly misleading um, in Hearthstone, I think. Um, and I, I'm more on the stats are kind of not too good to go off of. It's a side, I think I'm a little too strong on that side. Um, I'm not a huge stats person in Hearthstone, but. Um, they're misleading because they do this thing. Like, and this is a lot of the reason why. I can put in a Luneth and then put in a few Murlocs and auto-complete a deck, play until I finish, play until I win a game, and screenshot a win, like, uh, you know, screenshot it, tweet it, you know, uh, rank five legend wild with Murloc Mage. You know, it's like, and then people, that's clickbait, and it works. And, like... It does work. That's the it's thing. It's really unfortunate. But I'll tell you, there's there's something to it as well because... Um, I'm, I think blue train and I have had this conversation many times is that, um, you know, we'll, we'll play a deck hit legend with it, with some absurd win rate, you post the deck, people start using it. And by that time, like I've already moved on to a different deck. Um, and like, I don't know, uh, at, at some point if you, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with it. It's just, a. Uh, like you said, I think it blue train, you're muted. Um, but it, like it limits, it limits innovation because people are trying the decks that like the quote unquote good people are using. Right. And, um, and, and even then, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm depressed now. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic is all. I, I just, yeah. I think that, if there was more transparency, it would lend itself to more experimentation because you would know your limits. And it would also really separate um, the bait and the memes from, from, from legitimate, you know, areas of, of, of interest. But uh, I, I, 
you know, being res- I could talk about this for hours. But yeah, being respectful of time, if if Nate, we need to move on. We uh, should. That, we totally should. L- let me ask one one kind of final wrap up question though. If there was an imaginary line in the sand, say it's five hundred legend, um, you know, so we get these like you can't lose stars at this rank type of thing. If there was yeah. a line like that that said, okay, I hit I hit D five, I'm guaranteed nine. I hit legend, I'm guaranteed ten. If I hit 500 i'm guaranteed 11 right or or maybe you have to end, or you have to end the season 500 or or what about lower what about on the leaderboard you know? huh make it, make it I, or, or whatever it is like at least 200. then you know if you wanted to experiment like you know like like blue train was saying like you know what your limit is like i can meme i can meme around or i can play my favorite deck and i don't really care if i lose ranks but if i start getting too close to that border then okay, well maybe I'll switch it up. But like when you just flat out don't even know what the line is, so there's this there's this line in the sand, and if you cross it, you you lose your bonus, but you can't see what the line is. So then we are just all get paranoid. I mean that's kind of what what I see. And so I I mean I'm I'm a little bit um, resigned to my ten stars at some point, but I, I still want to strive to improve, right? Yeah, of course. So, you know, play the game for fun, play the game to improve. Um, I like what you said about the, uh, like, I think exclusive, but also not, like, finish. I like, um, like, if you can get, say, um, man, I don't know how they do it because the cons- the number of players is constantly changing within, like, Legend and stuff, obviously. But, like, I like the idea of if you hit top 200 or something like that, top whatever percentage, top arbitrary percentage... At a point in the season, you should get the 11 star. And then if you drop, if you like play, you know, you experiment with a bad deck and you, you brick with it, it's a bad deck. Um, you're not turbo punished for trying something new. You got, you got, you showed that you can get the rank and then you experimented and you're not punished for it. Whereas now it's like, you know, I think that would be a lot cooler. Before we switch, for me, um, I want to say it here on the podcast because where else could I? Um, I'm cool with, you know, D5 being 9, getting Legend 10. Since the line in the sand is invisible, um, I'm saying two two different things here at once. A way for Blizzard to take the pressure off of them and to bounce it elsewhere and keep people happy and then the fires off of them. If they would just say, and I'm just throwing this out there, that 11x is for people who finish top 200 or on leaderboard, at least when you say that now everybody knows what they need to get to, to get that 11 X for me, the last thing I'll say, the problem with blizzard is it's weird how they want to have this issue of people being confused. Cause when I look at this third tweet, when XR says the short answer is to display it, but the other half is like talking about, it's discouraging to watch. I don't think it's fair for someone else to tell me what they think I'd feel. I'd rather you just tell me what the finish line is, what, what the uh, the line in the sand is, and let everybody have at it. I'd rather there be 200 people with this exclusive 11X than a random number of who knows. Mm-hmm. Do you guys or think... Do you guys think that it... Um... That it had to, like, so this month, I'm going to take these things off the screen and put up this thing from uh, from Neon. 
do you think that this month, uh, so all the, a whole bunch of people lost their 11 stars this month, regardless of their finish place, which, which was kind of strange. But so you yep. look at this tweet from Neon. Is it compared to August? So last month, uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, we're in October now. So, but, but anyhow, September. Uh, it's compared to August, fewer players reached legend. This is in the month of September. Uh, 23 fewer percent players reached legend in wild. Um, and so does that have anything to do with why they lost? I, I don't, I, I guess the answer I mean, we is can we can only speculate. We can only speculate, but I believe yes. I believe it's. I believe the eleven star distribution is based on a percentage of the uh, legend player base. What am I basing this on? But, you know, <laughs> pure speculation. For those who are listening, I just threw up my arms and made a scrunchy face. But I, I mean, I think so. Wow. Um, and I, I mean, we don't know, but we can only speculate. But yeah. I do believe that it's, it is based on that. It's also remember for those that finished lower and still kept it it accumulates over time as well so it's not just there's no arbitrary cutoff but but by and large what happens is as the pool of players shrinks the the bar gets uh i guess raised right because the the the, if you think of it as a as a as a scale right a vertical scale the ceiling stays the same but the floor raises and then all of the criteria that factor into it you know determines whether you're on the top end or the bottom and yeah. we don't know what that yeah. criteria is which is what spawned this 40 minute conversation that i think everyone's <laughs> quite passionate about i hope it was interesting for everyone it, well, i mean it's i hope so I too a lot. i i worry a little bit that we're alienating people because i i don't i mean i truly don't know um like the demographic of of our audience you know what what people normally hit i'm really i'm not sure and so you know, if this topic doesn't uh, interest you or or affect you, I apologize. But I think, and it's interesting for us because I I know I know you guys pretty well, and I think I've we've come up together over the past you know three, four, five years, however long we've been playing. And I think at some point, like we were all scrubs, you know. And I remember being in the same place as you guys were. How do I hit legend? Uh, am I ever going to do it? Oh, I finally, I finally did it. Am I ever oh, yeah. going to do it again? Maybe, probably not. It's so much work. And to the point now where it's like, okay, well, I'm hitting it in the first week every month. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, you know, we've come a long way. And I think I, I will kind of maybe end this on the high note that that's what gives me hope at least a little bit where I see those tweets and it's frustrating because I've seen myself and you guys as well improve over the past handful of years as a player um, that we were all so much better than we used to be. And so at least if the MMR system is cumulative, like that is reason to keep striving to improve that hopefully gradually over time, as long as I continue to improve as a player, then that gradually my MMR will improve as well. Um, Anyways, that Everyone was a, has the potential for self-improvement, I think, is the moral of the story. That's and true. Transparency is a good thing, not a bad thing. And those are really, I guess, the two salient points that I wanted to make that I probably could have summarized a long time ago. 
Yeah. All Agreed. right. Well, let's 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 talk about some Murlocs. So. Yeah. Lighten, <laughs> lighten the mood a little bit. Talk about some uh, some some awesomeness. Somebody make a Murloc noise. Uh, You're oh, the master at that. Oh, oh. Hold on. Mahong. I was like. <laughs> I can do it better. Wait until I hear it in the co-op, then I can like mimic it. All Pretty right, well. all right, all right. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got, I got the ear for that. I You'll believe too. So we, um, yes. One thing, God, we we forgot to do this in the in the interview portion, but uh, so Nine Eyebrows makes parody songs. Did you guys know that? Uh, and I believe most of them are League of Legends based, right? But I've um, got, like two league ones, and I am generally good at writing like a verse or two from a song. Like if I could do a compilation, I could write a, like a great one. But it's like writing a whole song's hard. Writing a whole song, oh my god! I so uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the history of the show, but it, it was never my intention or my desire to do parody songs at the end of each show. <laughs> this was Craig's idea, who had started this crazy thing. And was able to pull these parody songs out of nowhere um, week after week after week. And then real life hit and the priority shifted and he stopped doing the show. But that's one of the things that kind of we became known for. And it was like, I don't want to stop doing it. Uh, that's kind of our gimmick. <laughs> and so we've we've kept doing it uh, now for, what, 29 weeks in a row? And, like, dude, writing songs is hard. Uh, yeah. And like you it's said, it's, it's... It's really fun. When you hit a line that, like, fits perfectly with the flow of the song, it's so funny. Like, oh, yeah. oh I'm so proud of what I did with my song. It's so funny, I think. Um, I don't know. If you need a ghostwriter, you know where to contact me. Oh, then now we're talking. Be, it could be a ghostwriter. I don't know. We um yeah no I, that, this stuff is really fun for me. I agree with you though. We I'm a huge music guy. Like the music and video games are my two like. Uh, I love things, it. So we'll have to. Well, I'll I'll be honest. We have weeks where um, you know, we we pull a song out of nowhere and we're like not super proud of it, but like at least we did one. And then we've mm-hmm. got some weeks where we pulled out a song and we're like, man, that was so good. That was so <laughs> good. like we're proud of it. And, and there's some fun ones. Um. God, good times. So we'll, we'll, the plan is to keep going as long as we can keep going. Um, yeah, ideas. We got ideas for days. It's just a matter of uh, finding the, um, you know, the inspiration and the right song to do it. So yeah, and because well, picking songs another beast too, right? Something popular, but not too, you know, like. Well, you want it to be recognizable. Yeah, exactly. I always worry. Well, I'll pick some old '80s song and nobody knows what it is. But yeah, um, I'm gonna pick some weird emo song and everyone's gonna be like, "Why? Why?" You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. I thought uh, about that, but hey, it might be cool to pick songs people might not know because we could make a song so good where it's like catchy. You know, it could, be, could be a hit. Uh, hey, we've. <laughs> I think we've done a couple of those. Um, the pretty catchy ones. So. Anyways. I mean, I sometimes, I sometimes do like a an advanced listen. I'm always, I'm always impressed. It's it's hard, and not only do you write them, you perform them as well, Nate. That's it's wild. I can't believe you've kept it up. Like, I mean, it's 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 a labor of love. It's a commitment. You guys put a lot of work into it. It's oh, you know what it so, is. Something Blue Train just said real quick. Sorry, Blue Train just gave me a train of thought. Uh, if there are any singers out there, people who like to sing. Uh, I can write amazing lyrics. 
I just don't feel comfortable enough. I'm not Craig of Canada. You know, like, that guy could write and sing. So if you guys, you know, you know somebody who likes to sing, looking to get some exposure, send them our way. Oh, heck yeah. I am always you guys want to be on a track uh, or or help mm-hmm. us write a track? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. take all the help we can get. It has This is not an ego thing. This is a nope. like I'm a stubborn bastard and I refuse to break the tradition. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, – it is difficult every week. And we uh, – the last few weeks in particular, we've been struggling to come up with some fresh ideas. Or we'll have great ideas, but like trying to write is hard sometimes. Um, so, I'm not a good singer. I wish I could sing. Uh, it's, I mean, I feel the same way and sometimes you just blast it out anyways. Yeah. Everyone can sing, right? That's what I've heard. Singing that Neil Diamond song, like, man, I felt so self-conscious that it turned out okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. I thought that was one, that was a great one. I I liked it. It I appreciate that. Um, I listened to a lot of them on the website when I was writing mine to get some good ideas of how you guys kind of carried it. Oh, I appreciate Uh, it. Yeah. um, There. Just the t- reading the titles of some of them was just like, man, that is really funny. That is just really funny. Uh, I, I appreciate like it. There's, there's some, uh, some are definitely better than others. And inspiration hits at, at weird times. You know, I, when I write one off, oftentimes it's um, like, I'll, we'll try to take like the chorus and write that. And then you can work the song around it. Um, and some songs are, you know, lend themselves very easy to, you know, they kind of write themselves and then, mm-hmm. and then some songs are like, I don't know. It's hard pulling teeth, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But, I, um, we've, we've done, I think green day now, like three weeks in a row. Because, yeah. I saw, I saw that there was a brain stew. There was a, uh, we did, um, the oh. Boulevard of broken dreams. Yes. That was the one. And, and now, uh, today's, but you know what? Green day lends, lend themselves very good to, uh, they're Very really songs. yeah i was gonna say like just musically they're just very like simple melody stuff um i i'm a green day fan like i'm not knocking their music um, oh, i understand okay. if you're not a green day fan but they make really like it's really easy to write over their stuff i think yeah as far as like you know certain stuff is really hard i thought hip-hop was really really hard to try and write over it is very hard um and it depends on the artist too yeah uh, because it's all cadence and flow and everything. It, it's a very complex thing. It's fun, though. Uh, Mike and I keep talking about doing one with uh, um, Renegade with Jay Z and Eminem and like. Oh trying, my gosh! Because that, they, that, me, that song throws me back. Oh, it's yeah. a it's a great song. The lyrics are great. The beat is phenomenal, <laughs> and uh, trying to write that is so difficult. <laughs> oh man, I'll, I could I'll look at that because that is that is. I used to love that song, man. I still love that song. I haven't thought about that in so long. Um, hey, Nate, uh, I've been looking at, you know, to make some parody songs, keep it easy. Some, uh, you guys remember this artist, Will Smith? Oh, yeah. Uh, Willennium came out oh, 2000, man, 20 welcome, years ago. Welcome to Miami or, yeah. or summertime. <laughs> I Okay, yep. okay. I'm going to, I'll date myself. This is back in, I'm, I'm, I'm older than all of you guys probably right around there maybe with with some of you but um i remember when will smith and dj jazzy jeff released that first album way back when with um what was it i think summertime was on it and some other songs like i would love to do some old really really old school hip-hop stuff that'd be fun 
I think when Welcome to Miami and what is it, Men in Black came out, I think I was in high school. So I was in sixth grade. Damn. Nine nine eyebrows. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your dad. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm like looking at I'm like was uh when did the first Men in Black come out? <laughs> Right. 95. Uh, dude, I don't even know if I was a concept at that time. Like, I probably wasn't even, like, a thought in anyone's mind. Yo, so so the age difference here, it's like, Nate could be my older brother, and I could be Nine's older brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Men in Black came out August of 97. So two years before, before I did. So in 97, <laughs> I was a sophomore. <laughs> in 90, yeah, 97, I was a sophomore in high school, so. What's well, a sophomore? 10. That sounds uh, like an American. Oh, sorry. That's a that's grade ten. Sophomore is yeah ten. Yeah, I think we're the same. We're about the same. Age. I was born in eighty one, so okay. I I just got turned, a little, you, got, you got a little on me. Just I, just a smidge. I just turned thirty nine, so yeah, I'm I'm old. I'm sorry. I'm still young at heart. I don't feel I don't feel old until like. I look in the mirror and my hair is turning gray. I wake up and everything hurts, but I'm doing okay. I'm still sure. hanging in there. <laughs> I took a selfie of myself uh, getting uh, the treatment for my eyes the other day at the hospital. And I'm kind of like laying back a little bit. And like my enti- like it looks like I'm completely gray. It was the, the worst picture ever. <laughs> it's like not because I'm hooked up to this like beastly machine, like, you know, having like cyborg blood implanted in me but because i went gray that was my my thought went completely to my vanity getting old sucks i'm 33 got a mean hairline so i wear beanies you know what i'm saying that's all i got to say <laughs> it happens to the best of us you gotta nine you gotta enjoy that long hair while you got it oh, oh yeah, yeah man. you look like you here. my goodness with the long locks luxurious. yeah i got i i have the the blonde i don't know my lighting is like not too great in my room but the blonde is fake that's not real well it's like dye it is real but it's um it's not natural, is what I should say. Um, but yeah, I've I was a buzz cut warrior in eighth grade, and then I started growing my hair out from there, and it's been like this since. Oh, when it starts, not saying it will happen, but if it does, you have the rest of your life to be a buzz cut warrior. So enjoy. Honestly, it. No, the, the second I start losing hair, I'm just gonna get rid of it all. Like the second any hair starts to go, I'm getting rid of it all because I kind of I want to see what I look like bald, but I can't get rid of this hair because it's been here way too long. Right. Like, it's just, like, I've grown this out for so long that it's, like, oh, my gosh, I can't. I can't risk it. I should have done it at the start of quarantine when I should have shaved my head then so nobody would have seen me for all of it. And if it looked bad, I could have just grown it back out. That was oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's what Jack did. He just took it all off. He did it on stream. It was hilarious. Yeah. That's, oh, that's funny. That's good. That's good. We have a healthy uh, range of ages here, I will say. Um, so, at least we have a common denominator, right? That's good. That's good. All right. Shared interest defies uh, all age barriers, genders, creeds, geographic I, locations, and all the things that divide us. So, uh, I think it's awesome. That's yeah, I'm glad Murlocs could bring us together like that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, that's, that's pretty bad. Let's talk about this deck list here. Uh, so tonight we're talking about any Finn Paladin. Um, I want to go. I'm going to read the deck list real quick because um, some some of our uh, folks 
listen to the audio version as opposed to watching it on a stream or on YouTube. So I'm going to read over the, the deck list real quick and I will post it in the show notes as well and in the discord and everywhere else. Um, so here's the deck list. And I believe you sent me an updated one before the show. And I think this is it. Uh, so let, yeah, let me know if anything. Okay. I've been messing with it a bit, but I'll, I can talk about that. Like, uh, I'm sure there's some there's some there's some flex spots, right? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of flex or a couple. Like, okay, okay. So here yeah. here is the current iteration of the deck list. Um, uh, two copies of animated broomstick, one de- depth charge, uh, two grimscale oracles, two righteous protectors, two bl- uh, blue warriors, two doomsayers two uh, unstable ghouls, two wand makers, one copy of Lord Barov, two Murloc war leaders, two copies of uh, Salahit's pride, uh, excuse me, High Abbas, Allura, Lorekeeper, Polkelt, Nazdormu, the timeless. I never thought I would see this guy in a deck anywhere, so this is fun. Uh, Old Murkai, two copies of Prismatic Lens, two copies of Tip the Scales, and two copies of Anything Can Happen. Uh, nine ran to the restroom real quick. So, oh, oh my God, you are fast. I'm, I'm impressed at, uh, uh how quickly you use the restroom. Oh, so, I, I'm, I have the master bedroom. So I like, it is like literally three steps for me to go to my bathroom. I was like, you don't have to use a cup. It's cool. We can wait for you. <laughs> no, I've, I've got the, I take the danger strides. Trust me. I've got this, like you queue up and then you run to the bathroom, you run back, you do your mulligan. You know, it's like, this is system you work out. <laughs> I, I've got it all figured out with this stuff. I love it. We see people uh, like uh, Labore's doing push-ups on stream or whatever between between sets. And yeah. you, your exercise between sets is running to the restroom. Sprinting. Uh, I had a system when I was playing TFT where I would fill a water in load screen and then I'd go to the bathroom after carousel and then I'd start playing. And it was every single game I did that. <laughs> Crazy. It was like two. Uh, it was insane. That's hilarious. Um, Okay. Okay. So tell us about this uh, deck. I mean, I, I, you can, I don't know how, how far down the rabbit hole you want to go, but like, how do you play it? I don't think this is obvious from anybody. There's so much synergy here. I mean, let me, yeah. let me so, give you my, can I give you my, my hot take real quick? Like my first yeah. impression. Yeah, sure. uh, so I, I played it this morning. There's huge high roll potential here, which is super fun when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at this deck list, what I see is there's some early game, uh, some you know early game control, if you will, because to stall until um, you know you can you can get out your bigger turn. So I've got my depth charge to clear the board. I've got my righteous protectors for anti aggro. I've got my doomsayers, um, unstable ghoul. I think is a new addition. Um, yeah, um, which I think is being phased out for explosive sheep thanks to concerned mom. I saw yeah. him using that on stream, and I think that's actually insane. Okay. That's so smart. Yeah, um, no that 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 makes sense, and because oh, then it gets tutored by the pride, which I'll talk about a lot because I've had ooh, a lot of questions about that. Okay, yeah, I, I did have questions about that, and I had questions yeah. about Wand Maker too. Although I think I understand it now. Wand Maker's um, for uh, Abasolera. Yeah, that makes sense, and I, yeah. I was never able to pull that one off. But essentially, the it's the rare. the early early game, um, you're kind of stalling. Ideally, you want a prismatic lens on four, right? And um. I, uh, I'll let you keep going. Well, yeah. here's my. This is my first impression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what you want to do, I think, is high roll a prismatic lens into a tip of the scales. Uh, but I, then again, I like. I, I'm curious to hear your take because 
I it would mess me up when I prismatic lens into another prismatic lens when I prismatic into an anyfin uh, on turn four. That's not what I want to see. Um, but yeah, tell us tell us about this. How do you how do you play it, and what are the synergies oh. and all that stuff? Okay, so um, I'm a lot better. Like I'll be a lot better at explaining stuff uh, once we get necessarily like more into stuff, like playing and that kind of thing. I'm better at leading with example. Okay. Not okay. With example, but like explaining with um, visuals while, while we're playing, like theoretical. Okay. But I do have a lot I can say now um, with it. Um, first, the ideal turn four is not prismatic. That's a bait. It's Nazdormo. Nazdormo on four <laughs> every time. Like I'm not even okay. Not I every like time. That. I like that. <laughs> conditions to playing Nazdormu and it's having tip the scales in your hand um but so yeah the deck um the ideal goal of the deck is to hit a tip the scales before you draw any murlocs that is like win condition number one because if you do that then you get 30 damage on the board and you kill them full health if they have armor man that's unlucky but like then you have the anyfins but so like the primary goal is to hit that tip on all the murlocs um but i guess the primary goal would be to survive but you survive till you get the tip and um you can just start ripping boards with anything. Um, generally, the way the deck plays out is high roll. Um, but if you don't, the games where you don't high roll are a lot more interesting. I think I think they're a lot more fun. Where you don't just you know hit the prismatic on three with a coin and then just end the game on four. Um, like the games where you have to play Polkelt and stuff like that, um, and you have the the Solhet's Pride, and I can't. I'm really bad with pronunciation, so I'm probably going to break a lot of these, but. Um, so the, what does Selhut's Pride do again? Was it, it draws your one cost, or what is yeah, it? Yeah, so um, I took this from the standard Librum Paladin lists. They run it because it draws your brooms and your pen flingers. And we run brooms. We don't run pen flingers, but we run righteous protectors. We do run the murlocs, which is the question that I get a lot about the deck, is that it's like, do you really want to draw the murlocs? And I think yes. Um, I think it's fine. Um, just because you have enough ways to bring them back and stuff. The pool with any fin is good enough. And running two any fins, I think, makes that better. I think if you were to do the one any fin build, you'd cut the prides. Um, but that's another thing for discussion. Um, but yeah, generally the prides are there because they draw two cards for three mana. And that's really good. Um, draw two of specific is really good. Um, so... Uh, the standout cards are obviously, like, the, the combo cards. Um, Nazdormu has been, like, the, you know, just, like, absurd in the deck. Um, the reason I think Nazdormu is really good is because there's not... It takes a good hand from a, from a specific deck to punish you. I think there's, like, most decks can't punish you that hard if you play Nazdormu followed by a tip the scales. Especially if you go, like, Nazdormu one turn, tip next, and then any fin the turn after. Mm-hmm. Like, no deck can handle that, really. Um, except if you're, you play Nazdormu into a Mali Druid and they have their full combo in hand and they just kill you, that sucks, but it happens. <laughs> um, you play it against a quest mage and they have four giants and they kill you. It sucks, but it happens. Um, I've only been, that's, those are the two situations that it's happened to me. I was punished by a Druid once and punished by a mage once, but every other time, like, against Priest, what is a Priest going to do? Play Anduin? They can't kill you with that. Like, no, yes, they not. can. Like, in two turns, they can. So no. it's like... The setup that Nazdormu lets you do for a two-turn is so stupidly good, I think. Um, Barov, Brov, I call him, uh, the three-drop legendary, insane, too. That's mm-hmm. another highlight of the deck. With Broom, uh, it's a very good interaction, because you just you know you can Broom it and then kill the whole board. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I think that without that card, this deck wouldn't work. Like, that card is so core in a sense that it's like, it's such a phenomenal board reset. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and the classic Anyfins would always run like an Equality Pyromancer or, yeah. or Equality Consecrate because y- you would need to stall until you could play Anyfin. Mm-hmm. Um, they even ran timeouts at one point, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there I, was I, a wild person that would run the timeouts because you just need to stall. I played it before and, timeout was a card, but yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Brov does all that without actually being a spell, which is just absurd for this mm-hmm. deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a really good menu. Um, pretty much everything else is like the flex spots are the. I think you cut the ghouls, both of them, for uh, explosive sheeps. Okay. Uh, either one explosive sheep or two. If you did one, you'd put in two depth charges. I really like depth charges. Um, they've performed really, really well for me. Playing that on one against an aggro deck followed by a doomsayer is just so stupid. They just like can't get on board for two turns, and then that just like. Those two turns of them doing nothing generally slow them down enough to where you can just win, regardless of your draw. It's so, it's really good what the clears do. Full disclosure, I just threw a game of casual on with this deck because like mm-hmm. it's super interesting. I just Norse Dome Root on four, <laughs> on five, and I'm gonna any fit on on six. I think this even shaman is dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what is the shaman gonna do? They don't cheat enough. Um, and that's like. I mean, I he, played a, he played a sea giant, but yeah, I mean, he's trading oh, with Norse Dormu, right? I mean, I'm just going to throw everything face. Yeah. Um, I think the really, really, really interesting decisions get made when you have minions on board and you have to play a tip. Uh, right. I think that's when the deck gets really fun, is when you have to figure out, like, how am I maximizing these percentages? Because... Um, Man, I hate throwing out percentages because it's like so arbitrary. Um, I think Priest is like near ninety percent matchup with this deck. I swear. I like. I'd like to play a lot of game. I'd like to practice against someone who would play Reno Priest and see if like there's a way to play it from the Priest angle to uh, beat the Paladin because it feels like they literally can never kill you. You just are way too fast. Uh, Glacial Shard I've had in. I think that's a card that could fit in the flex spot if you're facing a lot of rogues. That'd be good. Hmm. Um. I just saw that question asked in the chat. That would uh, glacial shard is good for rogue metas. You'd put, run like two depth charges and a glacial shard instead of the ghouls. I think. Okay. Uh, something okay. To do. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, today with this deck, um, I've played twenty-seven games so far, um, and I'm sitting at twenty-one and six with it, and that's going from Holy like twenty to two. Yeah, I'm sitting at a 78 with it over almost 30 games. That's like, I don't. Know. I'm looking for a deck prime on NA. I don't like Paladin, but I mean, this is this is not your. Do you have your Paladin? One, deck. You have your 1K Paladin yet? Yeah. No, I but mean, I used, hey Blue, do you have it? Uh, I don't even have gold. Pa- I don't even have 500. I think I've got like 37 like, wins yeah. on Paladin. This is a perfect way getting it. Do you have Surinoyo? I have all the heroes. Yes. Okay, I was getting, Sir Noyo works best with Murloc Paladin because it's like his voice lines are all really just like they're the same Obnoxious. thing over and over. Just like all the Murloc voice lines. It's, it's good synergy. Yeah, how come we don't have a, a, a Murloc Paladin hero yet? Oh my gosh, I dream. I dream. Shaman got it because it's the better class. <laughs> um, Those are fighting words, but okay. 
Man. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a lot to say about this deck, and a lot more will come out as we kind of just get through it, because a lot of it's so situational that when I look at the list of 30, it's hard to kind of, like, uh, come up with exactly, like, what the, like, really crazy stuff is with it. So mm-hmm. let me just interject super quick. So for the audio for the audio listeners, and hopefully you all know by now, but the way that we do this show is that we record the we record this live on Twitch, then we release the video version on YouTube, we release the audio version on all the podcast apps, and then when the show ends, uh, like the podcast is over, but then we do a, a co-op uh, portion of the show where we actually play this deck on the ladder, um, and uh, that's part of the fun of it like we can talk about this deck but like uh nine eyebrows is saying it's it's hard to uh go over some of the interactions like you don't think about it until you actually start playing it or the matchups and so um yeah i I highly recommend um if you can tune in after the show and watch the co-op or tune into the youtube and watch us play this because we'll talk through the matchups we'll talk through our our decision making on the ladder um, yeah, and uh, hey, big shout out to Doctor Evil. What's up, Taylor? It's good to it's good to see you. If you want to learn how to play this deck, like if you're interested in this deck, if you're interested in crafting this deck, watch the co-op first. Uh, see how it plays <laughs> out. There is like, yeah. um, this is something that I was I meant to say earlier, but I just kind of flew out of my mind. Um, there's this really weird concept of like Murloc Zen that you have to reach when you just hit. You know, you draw two any fins and you draw two tips, and those don't mess you up. You just have to be okay with that. You just kind of like got to look at it and smile. You just laugh. You're like, that's epic. You know? Because you're playing this deck. It's such a high roll deck that you're just going to brick so much that you just kind of have to like smile and laugh when it happens and then find your way out. Finding those percentages within those bricks is possible with this deck. Um, But like, you have to get past the like point of like getting tilted by the bad draws because it happens so much. Yeah, every yeah. deck is like that though. Yeah, Raza Priest, Discard Warlock, Big. Sh- every deck is in Wild is becoming more and more about that. I, I am curious though when sure. you describe the Reno Priest matchup, you know, I guess what what is the deck struggle with it? If I'm to guess, it sounds like aggro is probably what you're struggling with if you're playing cards like Explosive Sheep. Is that is that correct? Um, it. I would say if. Like, if you hit your pieces, it never struggles with aggro. But, like, if you whiff a Doomsayer on two against, like, a Discard Warlock, you just kind of die. Like, <laughs> um, uh, not guaranteed, but, like, it's really hard. Um, you need oh, to hit one of the, like, really good things. Um, and, yeah, Two's just said the thing that I mentioned earlier about the counter deck that I don't want to bring up because it's really easy to play. It's, like, phenomenally easy to play. <laughs> and it's, like, actually just such a brutal counter that I think... If I started seeing it on ladder, I'd stop playing my deck. Um, Seeker Mage. Oh, wow. I was going to say anything with Devolve probably would Devolve, be problematic. you can play around because you can trade into. You cannot play around Counterspell with this deck. Yeah. You just lose to it. You simply just lose to Counterspell. It's so frustrating. Oh, um, but if that's a hard counter, then you're in good shape because Secret Mage is just bad. Yeah, There's Secret no Mage is like, I have yeah, a really but, strong opinion. Secret Mage and I, it's not good. Uh, but Mike, so. Mike is the pro secret mage player here. Well, well, I I wouldn't say pro because look, hey, look at look at I'm only ten ten star multiplier. I'm not a pro. Um, oh, that feels bad. Feels bad. <laughs> um, no, no, but, I mean yeah. it's it's good it's good to talk about though because we um, 
Oh, blow, blows, blows in the chat. Oh, that's <laughs> those are those it's are fighting words. No, to be real, my, fa- my favorite deck is Mali Druid. Mali Druid? I love the Mali Druid. No, to be real, yeah. Um, secret, but yeah, Secret, secret Mages. Mages I was getting smashed by a Hobgoblin deck because that was making fat boards early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because they can run Broom, they dealt with Doomsayers. So, like, they'd, I'd play a Doomsayer on two, and then they'd Hobgoblin play three Zero Drops or whatever, and then coin a broom, and I'd still lose the game, even with my, like, really good Doomsayer. Yeah. I can even freeze something. You know, it's like, um, decks that can deal with the, the early clears, I guess, beat mm-hmm. this, and decks that gain armor. How do you um, do, and- I mean, like, what I've seen all day long, I've been playing all day, and what I've seen all day is Token Druid or Aggro Druid is like, and God, by turn four, they've got like a full board fully buffed, and it's like, how do you how do you deal with that? Second um, game. Yeah, Alora, into tip, like, into a turn four win. <laughs> Those are the good games. Um, yeah. I'll stop. The... <laughs> It's really cool. It really demands attention. I mean, it's it's it's. It is. I know. I've been losing to it all day long. <laughs> Except when, yeah. you, I mean, it's interesting because there is something to be said about the pilot of the deck versus the deck. Like the deck's not just going to carry you. I mean, we're joking in chat about uh, <laughs> token druid secret mage being noob decks, but like, <laughs> I don't know. We were playing blue train and I co op earlier today. We we're playing some Kingsbane against i'll never forget this game um uh it was a token aggro druid who rather than like just going face with everything was like trading with all my stupid pirates yeah. and, like and they just let me win like they handed me that game that i had no business winning and then i had a pre- i played against a um I, I was playing a lot of q block earlier today and seeing lots of reno priest on ladder and had somebody play a um mind render Illusia on me on nine mana or something like that and handed me or 10 it was on 10 mana and so we switch hands and they handed me their uh reno jackson which i played and they also handed me their um spawn of shadows which i also played and then they wasted all their resources the next turn killing those two cards that that i just took out of their deck and then they gave me all my stuff back uh, they tra- they they played Illusia to swap hands. Like, why would why did you do that? I don't know. I don't right. know. I I, I you I'm did sure. remind me that is how Reno Priest beats you is Illusia after you play lens. Literally, uh, yeah. they Illusia after you lens, then they play your tip for you, and then you just die to it. That happened to me. That was the one loss I had against Reno Priest. That's their out, from what I understand. There might be more like playing more tempo based in that matchup might be really good for the priest, but uh, that is the out for them, from what I found. But sorry, sorry to interrupt. That you just reminded me of that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's what happened." Well, yeah. I, I mean, I just think that there's something to be said about uh, the pilot of the deck. I, I mean, the other piece of it is like I'm playing this deck uh, partially last night, a little bit this morning, um, like not knowing how to play it at all. And there were some turns that I would just full on high roll and, and win uh, super early, and there were some turns where I would draw. You know, both tip the scales, both any fins, both prismatic lenses, and have nothing in my hand and just die. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I think, you know, you have to be able to pilot it optimally. It, ben from work is a good example, right? When Dark Lair was a thing, he made this janky paladin deck. Um, 
it was a Holy Wrath Paladin had went some absurd win rate. It was like 40, 40 and seven or something like that. I don't remember. It was some, it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then we played the deck later. It was like the most impossibly difficult deck to play. Uh, but with a really good pilot, you can do it. Um, but it's not something that you can necessarily like, uh, you know, I think there's this misconception sometimes that like, oh, well, can I, oh, you've got a good win rate. Can I have the deck code? Like, that doesn't mean you're not going to know how to play it, right? <laughs> like, sure, I'll I give you I, the deck code, but good luck. Hey, <laughs> slide me that code, bro. I've seen that a lot. <laughs> like, I've had a lot of people messaging me, like, questioning a lot of the choices that I like. The Saul Heads Pride card is a good example. Yeah. I thought that card was, in my Legend Climb, that was by far one of the best cards in the deck. Uh, okay. And that was the card that got questioned by everyone. And I think that card's insane. Like, I'd keep that. That's one of the very, very, very few cards I'd keep in Mulligan in certain matchups. But, like, um, it's like that card is like it's the understanding of it and it's like it's also different when you've built the deck you understand why everything is in there i know why these 30 cards are in there right right, um, right. so like i understand the condition that every card is good in not, i'm not going to say best in because i'm never going to claim that that i understand everything you know with it but it's like i've played this deck enough to where i understand where the cards are going to be good where they're going to be bad um so yeah i think i think a lot of it is playing it and Again, going over replays and stuff like that with it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we play this um, and wrap up the show, can we just talk uh, briefly about some of the um, synergies here that may not be, um, I-, I guess, you, like you wouldn't notice them yeah. without, without playing this a ton. For example, like Wandmaker is in this deck so that you get a one a one mana spell so that when you play high abyss, high abyss allure that you can play your one mana spell so that you can get a free any fin or whatever it is like but like when i first looked at this deck i was like why do you put one maker in it that's that's dumb you know yeah. but like but i get it you know after i start playing it i hear you guys talking about it but i i, I could see that or or people say like Look at this, like, why you put Salad's Pride in it? That's a bad Yeah, card. and like Dredging Murlocs, is the, that's the instant question I get. Is it Dredging Murlocs? And it does. They're not wrong. They're not wrong for saying that. It's not a wrong assumption to say either. It's, you know, it's like, and I appreciate questions like that, too, because it, it helps the deck improve. And that's that's what I think is good about getting it on a show like this, is that um, I think this deck has a lot of potential, and hopefully this gets it more, you know, it's going to get it more publicity than I would by myself. So I'm excited to see what people can do with it. It's like with Dark Lair. You know the pen flinger guy. I would have never done that, but someone well, did it. a lot. A lot of innovations in wild come from standard because of what we discussed earlier about innovation. A great example is no one was running risky skipper, armor smith, and etrium rover in wild, but like yeah. I mean, now it's kind of spawned this whole archetype that people are super passionate about. I mean, you look at that card on its face. Three mana for two cards is really good, but when you make it selective draw in the form of a light tutor with a pretty aggressively statted body, I mean. That's that's it's something that's been overlooked. It's strong, right? A good example of standard bleeding the wild was the bomb warrior list that popped up so much uh, yep. recently. That like wild bomb warrior. That deck, um, you know, at an eye's glance, for me personally, that deck sucks. That is, you are playing a standard. <laughs> that's I don't exactly think it's bad what deck. I thought. But when you look at that deck from my perspective as a wild player, because I want to play fun, cool stuff, you know, like unique stuff, I just play standard. Um, but that deck worked so well because of the same ideas transferred from standard to um, wild. And that's just true for, you know, 
Uh, hey, real, real sure. quick, st- standard and wild. L- listen, uh, standard plays. If you play a standard deck in wild, <clears throat> excuse me, and <laughs> yeah. I beat you on turn eight with, with Mally Druid, the combo, you know, it's, it's beautiful. South of our and all that, <laughs> you know, Moonfire and all stuff coming down, raining on you, 16 damage per spell. Don't request a friend request after and then send hate mail. You played standard deck in wild. Just just play a wild deck. Just want to put that out there. It's only fair. That's all. <laughs> I I endorse this statement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um... if, they, if they come at me, like you you played standard in wild. Don't come at me. You can play it. Just don't come at me angry. <laughs> I will say, um, I get a lot of friend requests. Uh, like this has always been true in wild. Um, you get a lot of friend requests, I feel like, and I actually can probably count on one hand the amount of the amount that have actually been toxic, especially recently. It's really, really, really nice to see in Wild that like I don't get flamed that often. No, you know? I don't either. And I, and... This is some stupid stuff. I'm dealing thirty on turn four. You know, it's like <laughs> I got people adding me and being like, "Dude, that was sick." I'm like, "Yeah, it was. Let's go." Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, but so, I did want to add that I don't think I feel like I haven't had that issue like I used to, or even like I do in standard sometimes. Okay, so so, so Solid's so. Pride isn't here to pull your broomsticks, right? Broomsticks and it draws the protectors, um, which is like yeah. that's not a goal, but it's like a good thing when you're like, oh god, I'm gonna die. Um, so it it is good for that. Um, also, hitting a bluegill is not bad because a bluegill trades and trading with this dex murlocs is kind of bad but it's also not that bad because like any fin brings them all back right so um like i think that the reality of drawing the murlocs is not that big of a punish um but yeah i think that the the specific like i'm gonna draw two lower end costs two low cost cards for my deck is really 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 good um, knowing what you're gonna draw is really powerful in yeah, card games yeah. as a whole. Like it's just, I, I've never really played card games besides Hearthstone. Um, and like stuff, yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh when I was like kid, 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 like very young. Um, but from what I understand is that that concept bleeds over in card games. Is that tutoring is a very powerful tool? Oh, um, oh, anytime tutoring is is super powerful, and that's what I think where we have the benefit. Um, in in Wild over Standard is like. That is my favorite thing to do is play degenerate decks that can cheat out giant things for free. That is why Blue Train plays Big Shaman. That is why I play Cube Lock. That's why you play Wild. That's why we call it tutoring. I mean, I'm going to out my age here, but there was a card in Magic the Gathering called Demonic Tutor, which was a two-cost card that let you literally go through your deck and pick any card and put it into your hand. It was so beyond busted that now anytime you, you selectively fetch something out of your deck, we call it tutoring after the card demonic tutor right right so i mean yeah being able to remove the randomness of 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 your game plan is going to be very powerful especially in a game like hearthstone that has so much variance and and randomness you know i mean you look at this deck you said it before it's a high roll deck although i'd argue that almost every deck these days in wild is so if you can control the odds to make it more high roll in your favor that that can only be a, a very powerful thing yeah, and hey, I think hey, Blue Train, um, you know, it feels good about Demonic Tutor, like the, just the effect, like you know, playing physical card games, you get to pick your deck up, search for the card, 
but also the psychological on your opponent when they see you pick your deck up, searching for a card. Like they know yeah. a few turns that they they know it's coming. They about to catch this smoke. They know. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or I used so... to play four of them in in a deck. But anyways, <laughs> magic. Good good times. Uh, I mean, they're gosh. starting to experiment, and we've said this several times on the show. Like, um, I think they've done more with this set as far as thinking outside the box with. Um, uh, just card abilities and they've done in a long time. And so when you get a card like Polkelt is a really good example. Like, hey, I just played played Nazdormu, now I've got ten mana. Uh mm-hmm. I can play Polkelt and I'm gonna draw my any fins and my tip to scales if I haven't already. And like knowing that that's gonna happen is awesome. Yeah. And it, uh another cool thing about Polkelt is it locks your Murlocks in your deck. You're not gonna mm-hmm. draw them until you know your tip. That's a really oh, important yeah. thing. Hey, okay. I hadn't thought about it that way. Matchups, when you need the 30, that's really important. This is probably so. a bad idea, but if you're trying to... Oops. So I've I've recently included Sphere of Sapience in my Big Shaman list, which <laughs> is very controversial. Not because I'm trying to dig for answers, although sometimes I use it for that, but I really want to control what's flowing into my hand. Is that something that you think is maybe a little too slow for this, since this is such a high-octane deck? Because you could use it to, you know, if you're playing aggro, you can use it to fish for answers. But if you're playing against, like, that Reno Priest, you know, maybe you don't want to draw that that War Leader or, um, you know, the Grim Scale Oracle or, or what have you. I don't know. Just just thought. Obviously, I've played too no, much. I, 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 I think that's a good thought. Um, I think that certainly has a place for experimentation. I don't want to craft spear. I hate the card spear personally. Uh, um, I just don't, uh, I don't uh, like I it. Um, so I don't have it. It's not worth the dust for me. Yeah. But I do think it is definitely worth a try. There's two um, I don't here. think it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there's a streamer that uh, uh, is a friend of mine that I quite uh, enjoy. His name is Igna. He's playing the deck, and I actually he's playing a sphere in it. So great minds mm-hmm. think alike. I don't know if it's working for him. I think he's struggling to to play the deck a little bit because um, you know. He just needs kind of to, playing it off the list. He needs to watch. He needs uh, to listen to the show on here. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say this. Um, this co-op's gonna give a lot of insight into. All right. Well, then let's um, maybe maybe we should sort of wrap things up real quick then to and phase over to that because it's getting um, it's early for me, but for for those folks on the East Coast, it's getting a little bit late. Um, is there anything else about the deck that you want to contribute before we we sort of shift focus towards the end of the show? Um, no, I will just say um, I'm more than happy to talk about this deck with anyone. Just like you know, um, they showed my Twitter on here earlier. It's just nine eyebrows. Um, I plan on streaming more, so like I want to play this deck and I want it to get really good. So you can just kind of feel free to message me um, about this deck anywhere. I think my DMs are open on Twitter, so like. I, I want this deck to get better, um, and I'm more than willing to work with ideas. With it, hey, we know? appreciate that. That's super cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then let's um, – I think let's wrap it up here, and I will ask you guys um, – let's see. I'm looking for my picture there. Okay. Uh, I think this is a good segue because you – Nine Eyebrows, you were saying that you would be willing to interact with folks. Where can people find you if they want to interact with you? Um, so realistically, like what I'm going to respond to best is discord messages. Um, I'm like, I'm in the born to be wild server. I'm not super active on discord, but I respond to DMS Um, and Twitter. Uh, you've got my Twitter on screen here. Uh, the DMing me there will work because I'll get the notification. I'll check that. Um, 
my I really struggle with the friends list limit on Battle.net, so that's kind of rough. Um, yeah, same, same. But, uh, yeah, Twitter, um, Discord are probably the two easiest for now. I want to start streaming more, so hopefully um, Twitch will be a good one for me soon. Nice. Um, but I don't really stream as of now. Um, well, if you yeah. do, you know, if you start, also let us know, and we can. We're happy to. You're welcome to post stuff in our Discord or share. We'll we'll do whatever oh, we yeah. can to to help with that as well. I appreciate that. That's awesome. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I think that, um, the folks, uh, watching or listening will appreciate that as well. And, and hopefully, um, and, and I recommend as well, listen to the show, watch the co-op. Like most people I would guess probably don't have Nazdormu or like, Hey, before you craft Nazdormu, like watch this and see if this that's, is for you. That's why I'm saying you watch yeah. it. Like that's the exact reason. It's just cause Nazdormu is expensive, and oh my gosh, you are never going to play that in another deck. <laughs> now, I won't speak certainly, but as of now, you're not going to whip that in another deck. There's at least a, for a while. There's a meme in uh, in you know what? Hold on, I'm gonna. It's, this is going to ruin our video for a second, but it's worth it. Um, I want to show you guys because I one of my friends, um, Sean, he plays mostly uh, standard, but he always plays dragon decks, dr- dragon paladin decks. And he just hit legend again with a dragon paladin deck. And it was so funny because, um, uh, God, where is it? He had a meme and it was great. And, uh, I don't know where it is anymore. There is, um, I don't know who made this list. I'm pretty sure it was from one of the, uh, Asia servers. Uh, the, Polkelt, Molten Giant, Thekel, Highlander, Holy Wrath, uh, Uther, OTK, Paladin. That's a mouthful. But um, yeah, it was like four, like three OTKs in one deck. It's hilarious. It ran uh, Mazdorma. There you go. <laughs> so there's that. You, you can make that deck if you have Uther, Beardo, uh, you know, all that stuff. I've, um, I've said this for such a long time, but like... Um... You know, the the longer that wild is a thing, the more reason there is, like, our ability to play, um, you know, Reno variant decks or whatever. Um, and just because the card pool is so large. So, like, I was tempted today earlier to play, like, a Reno Q block. Like, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. But, like, you could. So. If all your cards are golden. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that would be a problem. <laughs> um. Anyways, all right. Well, let's let's wrap up. Hey, uh, Blue Train, where can folks find you if they want to interact with you? Uh, Twitter's good. Uh, Twitter uh, at Blue Train B L U T R A N E. Uh, I stream once a quarter, so same thing <laughs> on Twitch. But I'll post it on on Twitter if I ever do that. Uh, I try to be active on there so that's the best place Very i'm also cool. in uh various discords uh i'm trying to be a little bit more active in the born to be wild discord uh I, I, something that uh there's so much going on it's easy to, to pass up but there's a lot of cool things so hopefully you'll be able to catch me there too there's a lot going on but it's 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 fun it's awesome it's a good community i have which uh largely thank mike for that i think he uh, revitalized it for us, and I really appreciate that. Mike, where can folks find you? Yeah, so um, you know, like like usual, uh, you guys can catch me here every Friday night. Once um, we wild podcast, um, catch me on Twitter, Michael TV. Also on Twitch, uh, streaming 
during the week and uh, morning into the afternoons. Um, streamed this past week. Did uh did an eight hour stream the other day. It was pretty cool. Nice. Um, had a lot of people, a lot of people come through. Got some raids. Uh, got a, a raid from Shia. That was cool. Shout out to Shia. Um, but yeah, just catch me uh Twitter, Twitch, Michael TV. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, as for me, uh, best place to find me is on Twitter at Nate Wolf TCG. It's N A T E W O L F E T C G. Um, more importantly, uh, you can find the show and everything show related uh, on our website. It's born to be wild hs.com. Don't forget the HS. Otherwise you will uh, go to a website that you are not expecting, especially not at work. <laughs> so. you don't want it. it ain't safe for work. <laughs> So born to be wild hs.com. And if you go there, you can find our podcast episodes. You there's links to, uh, the discord, there's links to email, there's links to YouTube. There's links to all the stuff. Um, we're active pretty much all over the place, but, uh, it's, it's all, um, routed, uh, from our website. So I recommend oh, that. Yo. Oh, we gotta let them know if they go to the website without the HS, they might find that Jaina unnerved. Watch out, man. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that is a possibility. That is a possibility. <laughs> and, uh, uh, one, one little, one little final piece that we always do as, um, as, as kind of a tradition now, here. Unrelated advice. So we always ask a little a little piece of unrelated advice, and uh, a lot of times I'll try to come up with it myself, but we received a question in the discord today uh, one of our one of our friends here uh, had a question specifically about teaching their kid how to brush their teeth and so would like to ask you guys to to help uh, provide a little bit of answer there and I know not all, all of you guys may have kids especially you nine if if you do uh you're starting you're starting pretty young but i can speak at least for mike and myself i don't uh, that you know of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no i don't um but how so how would you go about teaching someone uh, especially a, a young child to um to brush their teeth well the thing is for me um i worked in food for like four and a half fish years um, and every, for the first three years of my work, I worked at the same place. Every time someone would come up, didn't like, didn't matter with a baby, the baby would start crying when they looked at me, like made eye contact, <laughs> just start crying. And like, it, it sucked the first like three times. And then it was really funny. Cause it's like, why does this happen every time? And it, it went away once I turned like 18, it like stopped happening for whatever reason. I think, I, I think my demeanor just got less scary or something. I lightened up a bit or something. But I'm so bad with kids, I don't think I could ever get them to brush their teeth. I would give up. They, the dentist can do it. You know, wow. it's like, oh, GG. <laughs> I'm also probably like, I'm not the best person for that. Blue Train, what about you? <laughs> I might have some years on uh, Mr. Nine Eyebrows, but uh, I, I, I've best avoided the entire question in its entirety. Um, I am not... Uh, there are no no plans for children in 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 this life, so uh, just don't have kids. You don't have to teach them. Cool. Easy, <laughs> easy. Mulligan for no kids. That's perfect. <laughs> oh my god! I high rolled that one. Yeah, I, genius, I, Mike. What about you? <laughs> that's genius. You, you <laughs> don't draw patches, and he he doesn't. That's oh man. 
I love don't have logic. baby. <laughs> I love that logic. Great way to play around it. So, um, as somebody who's been through this, I got two kids, 12 and 11. Uh, I've learned, also being the oldest sibling, that kids don't learn by like what you tell them. They learn by what they see. So, the trick with getting the kid to brush their teeth is to show them, you know, picture of somebody smiling, somebody really happy, and like, this is what you do to get your teeth like that. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the visual. You got to show this kid, when you do this, this is the outcome. And it's just a trick, and it works. And you also want to get some kind of, like, tasty, flavorful, you know, maybe bubblegum flavored uh, toothpaste, and it'll help with the process along. There you go. Wiser words were never spoken, and you heard that on Born to if be the Wild. Tube looks like a minion, it's got a 50% better chance of working than like a non minion based toothpaste. That's a <laughs> non minion based toothpaste. Uh, I didn't talk Perfect. about that at all, but the two streams, if you go on my Twitch channel, um, I'm pretty sure in my VODs, I haven't deleted it yet. I'm wearing a minion suit in a stream uh, just for like, you know, uh, just for my live stream. Um, it was for it was literally I thought of a joke I could make with the title. Um and that was like a very unrelated thing, but I just thought of that with kids. They like minions. So maybe that would help. Maybe you help them with minions. <laughs> very good. Everyone very likes good. minions. <laughs> that is true. Even if you like hate minions, there's a part of you that's like <laughs> That's kind of funny. Sorry. <laughs> no one no one hates minions. If they do, then they're just hipsters and they're lying. That's and you true. can totally they're... call them out on it. All right, let me end the show, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you have to get the censors out, Nate. Murlocs, but like for a movie. <laughs> I'm just going to put a, a, a Murgurgle over it. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, Blue Train, thank you so much for spending the evening with us, uh, especially uh, I, I know you weren't feeling the greatest. So I really, really appreciate your time. I always love hanging out with you. And, uh, oh, it was a great time. You guys are the best. And uh, me. Mike, of course, it's always good to see you. Um, oh, yeah. And Nine Eyebrows, hey, thank you very much for, for spending the time with us, hanging out. I really appreciate it. So. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. It was a really good time. Absolutely. All right. All right. For those folks listening, we will see you guys in the co-op. Otherwise, uh, see you next week.
this isn't right My curb was bad, I've got no gas Wake me up when I draw the lens To cheat out my spells again with the Murloc minion men Wake me up When I draw the lens Queued up a game again Hope for better cards Lost in the mall again Got hooked to so many As a hero power pass The druid ramps into the stars Wake me up When I draw the lens Wake me up when I draw the lens. 